2: Christmas! Welcome to a special Ice Guys Christmas Edition. This is Ian Claus, Bobano Claus, whatever the fuck you want to call this. Merry Christmas, everyone! We got Alex B. Smith with us as well here on this show. We got everybody in the chat. You're all going to be on the nice list. You're all going to get beautiful presents here under the tree, coming up on Christmas Day, courtesy of Ian Claus. Who have I got on the naughty list this year? Probably all you bastards that are anti-NHL draws. You're going on the naughty list this year. You're not getting anything but a lump of fucking coal in your stocking, you blasphemous bastards, talking about the draws like that. Santa's not going to be nice to you this Christmas. Uh,
3: Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Guys show for this Saturday, (laughs) uh, December the 23rd. figured I'd put a little Christmas cheer uh, into our final show uh, before this uh, uh, Christmas holiday uh, gets here. But uh, nevertheless, we got the Santa hat. We're ready to go. Uh, And we're fired up here for uh, a Saturday here with a ton of games in this uh, NHL slate. But uh, thanks to uh, Santa's just leaving right now. He's just uh, exiting out the door. We appreciate the little cameo there from uh, Santa dropping in here on this uh, special Christmas edition of the ice guy show we might as well call it our christmas show it is our final show uh, before the christmas (laughs) holidays but uh great stuff i'm looking forward to a huge saturday card alex and uh this is it this is our final show before the christmas we'll break down this huge slate we'll have zach urban joining us uh in a little bit later on in the show he's just going to join us a little bit later uh but alex yeah this is it the last day Of NHL action before the Christmas break. And if recent memory serves me correctly, we've seen a lot of pond hockey and a lot of sloppy hockey. And I went back and looked. We've seen a lot of high
0: scoring games the last few years, the day before Christmas. So we'll see if that continues today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's usually, you know, guys are looking forward to one, not just only being home and and back with their families and, you know, celebrating the time of the season, but just having three days off in a row. I mean, it's. That's nice. No matter what you do, right? And so you see a lot of uh, relaxed play. We saw it last night. You know, we'll get into the recap, but just in the last two nights alone, twelve and four to the over the last sixteen games. And we've been seeing a heavy trend to unders before that. We've been seeing a lot of low scoring games. We're talking about looking at unders, which is something we don't normally do too often. But uh, you know, now is the kind of thing where it's like, okay, teams looking ahead to these days off, and maybe you know. This game's getting out of hand after 20 minutes. It's already 2 2. Who knows what's going to happen? So tread lightly with your live wagers uh, on, a, on a day like this. Definitely want to be looking more toward overs than anything else because uh, we could see a lot of offense that has been the trend for quite some time now.
3: Yeah, last night we'll talk about the games briefly. I mean, what can you say about the Flyers and the Red Wings? What a crazy, wild hockey game that turned out to be. And it pretty much tells you how fragile the Detroit Red Wings are, even in victory. Not exactly the way they wanted to win that game, especially considering the way they started it, uh, jumping out and racing out to that 5-1 uh, to one lead and then seeing the uh, lead gradually evaporate and then the uh, Philadelphia Flyers find a way to battle their way back and eventually not only tie at 5-5 five, five, but take the lead 6-5 and it looked like the Red Wings had completely fallen apart. And then, unfortunately, for the Flyers, and especially for Carter Hart. I mean, the goal that he gives up to make it 6-6 to Dylan Larkin. I mean, we'll take it. We're happy because it it led to the draw cashing in in miraculous fashion. But he has to stop that. It was an awful goal to give up to Dylan Larkin. Just a shot from, like, the goal line right along the boards. And somehow it gets between Carter Hart and the near post uh, and finds finds its way in to tie that game. Uh, And then, of course, the Red Wings somehow survive Uh, in the uh, shootout and get the uh, win and fitting that Detroit wins because Patrick Kane got them rolling uh, early in that game with a couple of goals a three-point night for him that would have been beyond a travesty if the Red Wings had found a way to lose that game but they did hang on they needed the win desperately they started the right way but all the credit to the Flyers too for battling back the way they did Uh, I don't think there was much Christmas spirit in that intermission in the first intermission in that flyers dressing room coming from torts. If I had to guess uh, after the way they started that game, Uh, not quite exactly in a jolly mood, if you will Uh, was Torts. I'm sure. And I'm sure a few words he said to that team spurred that incredible comeback last night. And then uh, the other uh, games we saw Oilers Rangers, very uh, entertaining game. Jonathan quick was a brick wall for two periods. And then all of a sudden the floodgates opened and Edmonton solved the riddle. That is Jonathan quick in the third period. Four unanswered goals to turn a one nothing deficit into a 4-1 uh, to one lead. Uh, Rangers made it 4-2. And then I got myself a little miracle on 34th Street. uh, Christmas miracle, if you will, last night with that game going over the total. A buzzer beater that the Rangers scored. And the puck just fully crossed the goal line with .1 seconds left. And just after you had seen the puck, past the goal line with that sheet of white ice between the puck and the goal line, which means it was clearly a goal. You would see the clock in the corner of the screen uh, tick to 0.0. That's how close it was. That's how close it was in terms of just beating the uh, the time expiring uh, for that 4-3 goal, which obviously sent the game over the total and cashed my best bet on the show yesterday. So very fortunate, but we'll take it. Uh, the Jets dominate the Bruins 5-1. Credit to Jimmy Murphy. He said, not the time to be betting the Bruins right now. They're going through their first extended funk losing streak of the season. Uh, and you're seeing it. They're not playing great hockey at the moment. And it's not going to get any easier. they got to play a back-to-back on the road tonight and against a Minnesota Wild team with a solid winning record since obviously John Hines took over. So we'll see if the Bruins can respond tonight from that. And then the other game last night, uh, it was a pretty solid two periods from the Blackhawks, but the third period was not great. Montreal ends up uh, going ahead and then uh, basically running away and hiding, and they end up getting a 5-2 to two victory in that game. It was a great game from Uri Slavkovsky, I should say. He is starting to really pick it up and really starting to gain a level of comfort. On that top line with Suzuki and with Caulfield, which is good to see. So a disappointing result for the Blackhawks there in that game. But Ryan Donato scores the first goal for Chicago. And it's another bargain bin special of the night cashing in uh, here on the show yesterday. Alex's bargain bin selection. Ryan Donato around plus 340 uh, gets the uh, job done uh, and finds the back of the net on a nice goal in the first period there for the Blackhawks. So Pretty decent night of action overall, highlighted, of course, by that absolute uh, incredible, wild, batshit crazy game we saw in the Motor City. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on that uh, Friday night?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a, a solid set of action. I, I watched, of course, all of the uh, Hawks and Habs game. And, you know, it looked like at one point the Hawks were, you know, giving a, a solid effort, keeping it kind of close at home. And then all of a sudden the flood gets open, Peter Morazic showing that uh, kind of, you know, soft regression, letting in a couple of goals where he shouldn't have and, and you know, have to run away with that game. But a uh, nice goal by Ryan Donato, uh, like I said, helping us catch with another bargain bin winner. Uh, another great play, too, Colin Blackwell making that huge uh, kind of, you know, 360 turn, uh, setting up Jason Dickinson for the goal. So some, you know, flashes of brilliance by the Hawks, but, you know, ultimately not the result that you, you'd want to see uh, for them more times than not. Certainly. And then, like I said, the Detroit Philly game, just checking that on my phone and seeing, you know, Philly roaring this comeback and mounting, mounting back and to, to be able to cash the draw with that this is just fantastic. Sometimes we're going to have some that are going to be low and slow and cash pretty easy. And then sometimes you're going to have that kind of mayhem where you see games go back and forth and then find their way into overtime. So it's nice to have that. So we can cash a couple of plus 300 winners like that on a, on a Friday night, a short Friday night card. Uh, You can't ask for anything else. So on we are to the big Saturday. It is a big Saturday, the
3: final day of NHL action, of course, before uh, the Christmas break. And it's a three-day break. So just to reiterate, we're off uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then what's called Boxing Day in Canada. Which is Tuesday, uh, December 26th. We'll be off that day as well. And the NHL returns to action Wednesday, December 27, which means Alex and I will return to action on Wednesday, December 27th at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, following the Christmas break. All right, let's get to it. We start with one of two afternoon matchups here on this massive Saturday slate, the, uh, for the final one before Christmas. We've got Dallas and Nashville to get things started. Dallas minus 130 road favorites, six the total here in this game. The uh, Dallas Stars uh, certainly have been playing some pretty good hockey and really some very entertaining games. If you look at the uh, recent results of the Dallas Stars, they've had to work for what they've been able to achieve. Uh, You know, a 5-4 come from behind win against Ottawa. You know, a 4-3 back and forth game against Seattle in overtime a 4-3 back-and-forth game against Vancouver that they won in overtime. And that Canucks game the other night was a great game, back-and-forth. You could tell sometimes when you watch a game in any sport, not just hockey but football, anything else, you can just tell when you're watching two good teams. And that's what I felt watching Vancouver and Dallas. You're watching two good teams. You just sit back, you watch the game, you watch how they defend, you watch the goaltending, you watch how they make plays offensively, and you just say, you know what? These teams know what they're doing. They executed a nice high level. These are teams that could do damage in the playoffs. And that's kind of the takeaway I had from that Vancouver-Dallas game with the way both of them played. A highly competitive game, not much to choose between those two teams. Uh, it was just the difference being Vancouver failed to score on a 2-0 rush. Wedgwood was great, made a big save. Dallas comes right down seconds later on a breakaway. Matt Duchesne does score, and that ends up being the difference uh, in that game. Uh, but the Stars, you know, they've been on a nice run. Uh, five and two in their last seven, but haven't been easy. Three of those victories have gone beyond regulation. We've seen three straight Dallas games go past regulation and into overtime, so it hasn't been easy for them lately. Uh, Nashville's also playing pretty well, so this should be a great game to start the day. Five and one in their last six. I'm happy to see Andrew Burnett having success because we have said it for a long time on this show. We thought he got a little blackballed in Florida uh, and uh, thrown out of there a little bit too soon. Put too much. Uh, the team put too much blame on him for what happened in the playoffs a couple of years ago when there was a lot more culpability uh, to go around. Uh, but nevertheless, Nashville's won five of the last six. I think what's been impressive for them is what they've done offensively here in the last uh, month, of, pretty much the whole month of December. You know, we've seen this Nashville team score three plus goals in uh, six of their last nine games. Coming into this afternoon matchup hosting the Dallas Stars. So the offense has certainly picked up, and it's really been Forsberg, O'Reilly, that top line really driving things for the uh, Nashville Predators, no question about that. Uh, for me here, it's two very clear bets that we like. And first one is obvious, 11 straight, first period overs for the Dallas Stars. Uh, and really the entire season run has been solid. And um, But this 11 straight, First period overs with the Dallas Stars cannot be ignored. Uh, I've talked about it. Alex has talked about it even longer. Uh, and it's something you just got to roll with right now. So, uh, Dallas and Nashville over one and a half, and you could get minus 125 at Pro Line Plus, the Ontario book. And minus 130 is out there at Bet 365 and Pinnacle and Bet Rivers. Um, you know, minus 140 at DraftKings and um, uh, Points Bet. Uh, so, you could still get really good prices somehow here on this uh, first period over with the Stars and the Predators. Definitely liking uh, that look here uh, in this one with the Stars and the Preds. And I'm also on the draw. How can you not be? And the one thing I was frustrated about the other night on Thursday was that I didn't take that Vancouver-Dallas draw. I just figured, you know, I'm on Vancouver. Canucks hadn't played as many overtime games lately. And I said, I'll pass on it. I bet enough draws right now. And I paid the price for it because it went to overtime. And I said, Dallas is a dead nuts draw team right now with their recent uh, current form. Uh, and I'm not going to miss out today. I'm back on the draw with uh, Dallas here as they take on Nashville. Again, three straight overtime games for the Dallas Stars coming into this one here this afternoon. Uh, Alex, Dallas-Nashville.
0: Yeah, well, I'm riding both of those, obviously. looks at the first period over, 11 in a row, 22-5 and five run. And in all 11 of these games, and this might change if we catch it today, We've been able to get minus a dollar forty or better in all this entire stretch, which is just unheard of when you think about how the first period overtrend started and how books were quickly adjusting the juice, raising it as high as they possibly could before they had to, you know, bend and move that number from one and a half to two. So the fact that we haven't seen this adjustment's been fantastic. We've been able to cash on it, and we're just gonna keep riding that. So I laid a dollar forty at Caesar's uh, last night. Anything a dollar forty or better, I advise to play dollar forty-five or higher. If you see that, try and wait a little bit in game. Not waiting for any plus money, just try and get it back into a dollar thirty, or dollar twenty range. A couple of minutes into the contest, and also we're going with the draw as well, uh, like to shop around and grab the best number for that. But I also like this over six as well, and it's a flat number. I definitely think we could see three three. So if you want to take a correct score flyer, you can you can take a shot with that here. But I could see where. Uh, this one kind of gets up and over that total. So I'm going to play it smaller with six, but uh, larger looks in the first period over and the regulation draw. And plus
3: 360 at FanDuel with the uh, draw here in this game with uh, Dallas and uh, Nashville. And, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going to uh, – there's so many games today where it's like when I'm talking about the player props, uh, I'm basically talking about the same group of players that I've been talking about repeatedly for some of these teams. And it's the same thing with Dallas. It's always Marchment, Duchesne, Sagan – uh Pavelski. uh it's some of these defensemen like one night it's Essel Lindell one night it's Miro Heiskanen but lately it's been Thomas Harley and even I've got to start sprinkling on this guy to score a goal right now yes, three sir. in the last three goals in the last four games he's on a four game point streak as well uh nine goals for him this year uh so you talk about someone that you're always looking and that this has been big for Dallas because so much they've had to rely on they've had to rely on too much at times Miro Heiskanen you know, Ryan Suter's not what he once was. Uh, Esselindell's solid, but he's even prone to the odd gaff. He's pretty good in terms of moving the puck. Yoni Hawkenpaws, pretty limited. He's, you know, defensively, uh, you know, astute and physical, but not the greatest foot speed. You're looking for one of these law firm defensemen, Hanley and Harley, to really start to step up here. And Thomas Harley's done that for Dallas. So it's good to see that, you know, because uh, come playoff time, you want to be able to trust him and put him on the ice Uh, in a bunch of times. So yeah, Duchesne against his former team, for sure. Myron, that's a great point in the chat, no doubt, uh, against Nashville, although it's not vengeful. uh, It's more so that, you know, he had great memories. He loved Nashville. He loved playing for the Predators. He's a country music guy, as everyone knows as well. So, you know, he loved playing with Nashville. It's nothing, you know, personal, but obviously when you face uh, that team uh, that you used to play with, You want to make the most of it. And this is the first meeting, by the way, with the uh, Stars and the Predators this season. So the first chance for um, Matt Duchesne to score, and it's going back to Nashville too. So he's probably a phenomenal, phenomenal. He's one of those guys you might want to sprinkle on two goals or three goals or over one and a half points. We talk about that, over one and a half points. That prop, you know, never mind just scoring a point, go for the plus money, especially in favorable situations. And if a red hot Matt Duchesne, Going back to Nashville for the first time to face his former team isn't a favorable situation for him to produce offensively. I don't know what is. And you can get plus four hundred, Alex, at bet three six five for over one and a half points on Matt Duchesne here today. That's not bad at all. Uh that's, that's really good. Yeah. Plus four hundred, and you know, all he needs is two goals or a goal and an assist. Uh, and there is your um, there's your prop win right there with over one and a half points on Matt Duchesne. So definitely liking that. The goal prop, the assist prop. Anyone else I mentioned? Throw in maybe mix in a little O'Reilly or Forsberg if I was going to go to anyone else on Nashville. Uh, so definitely liking those props there in that game. And of course, first period over and draw. Alex liken also first period over and draw, but also the full game over for a little bit here in this game as well all right the other game this afternoon it is a stanley cup final rematch the vegas golden knights and the florida panthers we've got the panthers minus 135 home favorites six and a half being the total in this game the money's come in on florida a little bit and if there's one game on the calendar that's circled and means a little bit more than your average regular season game to the florida panthers today is that day This is different when it comes to playoff revenge. Playoff revenge in the first of a first round series is one thing. Second round's another thing. Conference finals is another thing. Stanley Cup final, I think, is a different level of, we really want to beat this team because that's the team that was, you are one step away, if you're the Florida Panthers, from completing this Cinderella magical run last spring. And guess who stopped that run from being completed? Yes, the Vegas Golden Knights. So, uh, there's no question this game matters a lot to Florida. I think that's partially why they kind of looked like a little lax the other night against St. Louis. They did not look good in that game against the Blues. You have to wonder if maybe this game was on their mind or maybe they just played a horseshit game. You know, sometimes that happens, but they didn't play great, obviously, against the Blues. They'll want to atone and To be honest with you, Alex, the Vegas Golden Knights are very vulnerable right now. Uh, this is a team that's definitely having their share of uh, issues at the moment. They're going through their own turmoil. Obviously we still are very high on this team. Like let's calm down with the, uh, the um. just uh, people are just going a little bit overboard in terms of panic, Uh, especially the people in Vegas. I'm saying what's going on with our team. I don't like this at all. Well, first of all, your top two goalies are hurt. That's a problem. Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Uh, you've got to re- re- rely on Yuri Patera who look, he's just, you know, a young kid. I mean, I you know, it's unrealistic to expect him to be a brick wall in there. He's barely played a few games at the NHL level. Uh, and now you've had to recall from Henderson, the Silver Knights here, Isaiah Seville, uh, who's going to be the backup here to uh, Patera uh, for this game tonight. So, you know, definitely not a team I'm mean, r- rushing it back, especially when they had that brutal game against Carolina. Marcia so was very outspoken after that game, talking about how bad that performance was against Carolina. They do start the game the right way. They had the right start, and I and I was I'm, I was pretty sure we were going to get a great game out of Vegas, and especially a great start. But to see them piss it away, you know, get into penalty trouble, you know, some defensive issues, and that's another thing too that this team's battling through. I mean, they miss Shay Theodore. That's no excuse. You've still got Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, White Cloud, and Haig. That's no excuse, but they haven't played great lately collectively. Ah, uh, the goaltending is obviously a big question mark, and just their team game is a little bit fractured right now. That's the word fractured for this uh, Vegas Golden Knights team right now. So uh, I think when you look at this uh, situation uh, here um against the uh, Florida uh, or against the uh, for the Florida Panthers, I should say against Vegas, you know I think they're going to bounce back, probably win this game. I'm gonna have a small bet on Florida here minus one thirty five. I'm just gonna go money line. I'm not gonna get cute with it. I'm not going to go with the uh, money with the uh, team total or the minus one or in regulation or anything like that. Uh, just going to go with a little Florida minus one thirty five. Uh, I'm also going to go over six and a half here because I think this game sets up to be a pretty high event game. You know, Vegas is scoring, but they're obviously struggling more than they've struggled. You know, recently uh, as far as defensive play, the goaltending's a big question mark. It kind of has that feel to it, Alex, where it's going to be a physical game. The uh, history that they have going back to last June uh, in the Stanley Cup final, I could see some penalties. I could see some extended power play time uh, on both sides. And I think that could enhance the uh, potential here uh, for goals in this game. And let's not kid ourselves. Vegas has been on over machine lately. Look at these recent games for the Vegas Golden Knights. uh, And it's a product of the way they're kind of having a tougher time in their own end with their team defensive game. And, of course, the goaltending struggles. Thompson was struggling before he got hurt. And now, of course, you're down to Patera. And suddenly here's a Vegas team in their last eight games, seven and one uh, to the over uh, for this Vegas Golden Knights team. Or sorry, actually, rather, I've got that wrong. It's actually eight and oh uh, to the over for the, da- for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in their last eight games. So eight straight overs for Vegas. So that's what I'm going to roll with here. A little Panthers minus 135 over six and a half here golden knights and panthers uh alex what do you think here
0: stanley cup final rematch between vegas and florida yeah this this is going to be a good game uh and i think like i said florida's definitely had this one circled for quite some time and now that the fact that you're getting vegas coming into your barn you like said down both the goal senders, uh essentially riding out of the third or fourth string goalie i think florida's gonna come out here uh swinging so i took a shot here with them in regulation plus a dollar five, and like I said, I haven't been betting Florida too often. Seemed like I've been kind of getting snake bit with them, but I've been kind of getting snake bit with Vegas too. And like I said, this gold Knights team, they're not in the best of form. And you know, fans shouldn't be hitting the panic button just yet. Like I said, this is a you know, still a solid team, but you're dealing with a lot of injuries, got to weather the storm. You know, you're lucky this didn't happen in the beginning of the year being a team that just won the Stanley Cup. Uh, we often see that hangover and the injury bug kind of hit at the same time early in the year, so. Golden Knights man, they have nothing to complain about right now, honestly. But uh, this might be a tough game, and I can see Florida winning it. So we'll go Panthers in regulation plus the dollar five.
3: Yeah, Myron, it's a solid point, Myron, in the chat about Kachuk. But I'm not going to be—I'm not going to, you know, rain, you know, fury on Kachuk for his the fact he's only got five goals. He is coming off that—that that broken sternum is no fucking joke. I mean, that's—that hurts. That's pain right there uh, when you go through something like that. Uh, he's battling back from that. He still has twenty-two points, so he's not scoring, but he still has 20, uh, goals. I mean, but he's got twenty-two points still. He's setting up his line teammates. That's still what you want to see. Obviously, they want the goal production to pick up. I think it will at some point, but I think you wait uh, to see it pick up before you know you start betting a ton of math. You could chuck goal props. Uh, at the moment, I think as far as this game goes, um, you know it's a good you know Rodriguez, Barkov, and Reinhardt. That line has been so good. Throw in a little Verhage and Bennett. You know, I think all five of those might be uh, players capable of uh, stepping things up at the offensive end here for this game. And even though I like Florida to win, doesn't mean you can't bet some Vegas props. And, you know, Marcia So Stevenson and Dora Fiev has been a solid, effective line for them. Close shave Bashev, he's stepped things up lately with Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. So, uh, absolutely, I think uh, those are players that have been uh, pretty good lately for Vegas. Wouldn't surprise me if they continue to play well. Uh, For them here tonight, as they take or this afternoon rather, uh, as they take on the uh, Florida Panthers, which should be a good one there uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, the rest of the games are tonight. We go to uh, St. Paul now. Boston, Minnesota, Bruins minus 130 road favorites. Six the total in this game. The Wild looked like they were about to go. You know, they they had the coach bump. They had the wins in in the uh, immediacy after the uh, firing of Dean Evason, and then of course they lost a few. And you thought maybe, hey, the, the 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 lime or the um uh, it's worn off uh, the shine i should say on the uh, coaching change but sure enough minnesota since those uh, two losses in a row they've gone 5 and 1 uh, since then uh, with wins against seattle calgary vancouver boston and montreal only a 4-3 loss to pittsburgh what's amazing to see about minnesota and we know how much of a draw team they have been for really both of us lately uh but this minnesota team has been nothing and i mean nothing but close games here uh, in the last five, you know, shootout and back-to-back games against Calgary and Vancouver, a game that narrowly, and I mean, narrowly misses going to overtime against Pittsburgh when they lost four, three. And then of course, back-to-back overtime games, their last two games against Boston and Montreal, including cashing with that Minnesota Montreal draw for me the other night. So, and then you look at the Bruins on the flip side here, uh, going into this game, no overtime last night as they get drubbed 5-1 uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. And they're struggling. Three straight losses coming into this game. Um, I'd expect a better effort, but like Jimmy Murphy said yesterday, you know, he said that right now, right before the holidays, he doesn't feel like there are, this is a time to be betting on the Boston Bruins. And he might be right, because right now they're definitely – Struggling a bit. I think offensively, they've definitely had some issues scoring goals, which people said they might have coming into the season. But you look at this Boston team, Alex, you go back to look in their last seven games, they've scored just one goal in four of their last seven games. So it speaks to some of those offensive doldrums that the Bruins have had here in recent games. So for me, the only bet is the draw. Uh, Boston will, I think, have a better effort, uh, even on a back-to-back on the road. Plus, Minnesota's a bit of a weaker team than Winnipeg. I think we can can all say that right now. So I think the Bruins will be better. Will it be enough to win? I'm not willing to bet that. Certainly not at minus 130 uh, as a road favorite. I'm not on Minnesota either. I'm just on the draw here. The obvious choice with a Minnesota team that's been a draw machine lately. Uh, Minnesota with overtime or a shootout in four of their last five games. Boston's gone to overtime or a shootout in four straight games prior to last night's game against Winnipeg. So has all the makings of a very close competitive game with a solid chance for OT or a shootout. What do you think here, Alex Bruins-Wild?
0: Yeah, I love the draw here in this spot, but I'm also going to be looking at that first period over in-game. We're seeing $1. twenty-five, dollar twenty. That's not too bad, but I want to see that pace and intensity from Boston, like I said, coming off of a, of a bad game just last night. I think they can push that pace, and I think we can wait at least a couple of minutes to where we can get that to plus money and take a shot there. So I'm going to be looking for first period over, one and a half, anything plus uh, even money or better, I'll be looking for that. But I want to see the pace open up a little bit first with Boston. But definitely think this game could kind of go back and forth, especially slow down a little bit later. Like you said, with Boston, the, the, the full complement of offense hasn't been there. But We know for Minnesota, uh, especially if they can jump out to a lead, they're going to try to park the bus play defense, and, and sometimes that's going to lead to them blowing leads and going into overtimes. Think about what we saw <coughs> Excuse me, at the beginning of Dean Everson's tenure. We saw a lot of those games where they had those close back and forth third periods where they had a lead or they were down by maybe even two goals and they found their way to come back or they found a way to let the team back in. Minnesota could kind of revert to, back to that, st- that sort of style against a team like Boston. This will definitely go past regulation. So give me the draw and also look for that first period over in-game.
3: And as far as props go, I mean, you got to start on Minnesota with Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi with the Gordie trick too, in one game recently for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Even dropping the gloves, it was the game, it was last game. It was against uh, Montreal there with uh, him and Caden Gooley uh, there for the uh, Habs got into it a little bit. So he's been very good. Keep an eye on someone, too, that's been called up from Iowa. And he looks like he's going to be on the second line with Rossi and Felino tonight. Jake Lucchini here, so keep an eye on this here. And he's had some nice numbers down there uh, at the uh, AHL uh, level: uh, nine goals, twenty points, and twenty-four games with the Iowa Wild. So, uh, if you want to take a fl- uh, shot there on uh, Jake uh, Lucchini, maybe you do that here uh, in this game tonight. And then on the uh, uh, other side of the equation here for Boston, it's be careful because they're not scoring a bun- in bunches lately. But Zaka top line geeky i mean Geeky's uh moved back up again uh by jim montgomery he got sent down i think to the bottom six now he's back up to the top six because look geeky when he filled in for zaka on the top line he scored in back-to-back games he gave them some good energy and i think uh montgomery needs some of that right now uh for his team so a little bit of a bump back up to the second line center spot for morgan geeky who's bumped charlie Coyle down to the third line center spot. So if that's not a message being sent from the coach to Charlie Coyle, you know, I don't know what is. I mean, Geeky now has taken your spot at the time at, for the moment here uh, at, on the second line uh, as the center for the, uh, for the, for that second line. So that is definitely something to uh, raise an eyebrow over that. Uh, that means Charlie Coyle has got to get his uh, act in gear uh, once again. All right, Tampa Bay and Washington. We've got the uh, lightning minus minus one forty road favorite six and a half being the total here, shaded to the under uh, in this game. The uh, Lightning coming off a (laughs) pretty crazy game against uh, Washington. Uh, Or Sorry, not Washington, against Vegas uh, earlier this week. Uh, Wild back and forth game. Tampa's down early, comes back, takes the lead. Vegas answers and ties the game. And then Tampa Bay with the Nick Paul goal with about a minute left uh, ends up with a 5-4 victory against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see how they fare here. Uh, this is a pretty uh, easy decision to, uh, at least from the money line side standpoint, pass on this game. Uh, Tampa Bay on the road laying minus 140. No thanks. Uh, six and 12 on the road this year for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not laying a price with them on the road. You know, Washington, I'm waiting to find spots to bet against them. But one of those, the spot I'm not betting against them in is here with a Tampa Bay team that, again, on the road has struggled and is laying a price. Um, That being said, I don't want Washington either. I'm not rushing to back them. Uh, They have won three in a row and all three games that they've won here in a row have gone to either overtime or a shootout against the Hurricanes, the Islanders and the Jackets. So not one of my stronger draws on the card, but I did take a small piece of the draw here with the lightning. Uh, and the uh, capitals and as far as the uh, total goes in this game uh it actually has been believe it or not more of an under series with these, these two teams we'll have to see who's in net though I'm very interested because the way I've been approaching Washington lately is you know I'm more interested in overs when Kemper's in net I'm a little bit less interested in them when Lindgren who believe it or not has been the better uh, of the net minders this year for Washington uh, is in net and it looks like it's going to be Lindgren and Vasilevsky uh, your matchup here tonight in this game. So for me, as of now, sticking to just a, a small piece of the draw uh, in this game. Alex, what do you think here? Lightning, Capitals.
0: Yeah, I grabbed draw as well. And this is, like I said, with a huge card like this. Uh, this is one that I almost kind of missed out on, on the card because there's so many other spots that I like. But you like said the, the history kind of, uh, you know, dictated where I needed to at least grab something in pocket with the draw. But I don't, yeah, i do not crazy about a side here. And this is one of those games I'd be really worried about with a total. If I had to do anything, I would go over it. Would shock me to see this game have eight, nine, ten goals, possibly. Even though we're talking about Lindgren, who's been playing better, Vasilevsky, who's been looking like his solid form. This could be one of those back and forth kind of games. So, if this is one I kind of have circled as, as a <clears throat> spot to tread lightly with, but I definitely do think we see this we go past regulation.
3: As Real Deal Prime in our chat says, yep, Zach attack. Zach Urban is here. Hey. Better late than never. Fashionable. <laughs> Howdy, good. boys. Nine How o'clock on the
1: holiday season's a little tough sometimes.
3: Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Especially when you've got all kinds of shit to do, I'm sure, a day or two before Christmas. Understandable. Uh, no <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. How are you guys that. doing? Good. How about you? How are things? How's the good, betting man. board been treating
1: you this week? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. I laid off a little bit during the week, but... Uh, picked it up the last couple of days and got a couple cash in. So that's always nice. Uh, yeah. I got some family in town from Calgary. So I was out with them for dinner last night and went out and had a few drinks. So yeah, life's been good. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. And yeah. then certainly, I don't know about the family thing, but nothing wrong
3: with a few drinks. You know? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> that's it was just I'm my cousin, that. so <laughs> it was good enough for us to <laughs> we'll keep it to a small group.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's good. You're right. It's it's the, it's the moments when you have like 50, 60 family members in the place and they have these <laughs> little huge much. family gatherings. It's like, that's just a little too much. It's just a sensory yeah. overload or uh, nonsense overload, as I like to call it sometimes when you're dealing with that many people uh at one time um we'll roll through the games we've talked about previously quickly with you zach so quickly dallas nashville anything you like in that game
1: oh, i'm just glad it's start it's probably already started for crying oh no it's at 11 no no yeah. 11 uh, uh, i don't know Pacific, i yeah. haven't really checked the board too much i know we talked last night and you guys are both pretty excited about it i've seen some pretty good matchups but I haven't really touched much on the top of the game. I thought that Detroit game last night was crazy. They were up yes, 5-1 and my buddy's from Detroit and I was like this is either going to be a great win or a total collapse. So and they ended and It up almost getting was it, a total collapse. Shootout, but yeah. Got to the overtime for the guys, so I don't know if you guys had a little money in play for overtime oh, in definitely. that game, but well, <laughs> that was pretty awesome <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't really looked too too much at the board here this morning. I'm looking forward to Florida and Vegas, a little rematch of the Stanley Cup final. So we'll see what that kind of brings to the table.
3: Sounds like a pass for, for, for you, for Dallas and that. Well, we'll throw out what we like. We like first period <clears> over, 11 straight Dallas games, yeah. first period over. That's we'll give crazy. you We'll tell you what's good. what are good bets here. Yeah, first period <laughs> yeah. Over,
1: please. <laughs> uh,
3: we like the draw. Dallas yeah. has gone to overtime multiple games in a row. And I've been talked into it. I had already had it circled, and then I see the chat talking about it at nausea, Matt Duchesne's first return to Nashville uh, since uh, joining Dallas. And, and he's um, been
1: having a pretty good year.
3: Yeah, and he wasn't thrilled that he was kind of passed over for re- renewal uh, of his yep. contract there by trots uh, in Nashville. because yeah, so I know he, he liked Nashville a lot. Yep.
1: He liked Nashville a lot, but yeah, I'm he'll sure probably so. have a big
3: game. He will, he will. So I like goal assist. You can find it, bet three six five. Uh, over one and a half points plus 400 for wow. Matt Duchesne. So we're on, That's I'm on that play. for sure. Not bad at all to get two points. I think it's definitely worth a look. All yeah, right, Zach, Vegas, sure. Florida, the Stanley Cup final rematch. Everyone looking forward to it. What do you like there?
1: I think it's going to be another one of those close games. It might not be a bad idea to look into the overtime avenue for sure. Um, total's at six and a half here. Florida's been playing some pretty good hockey so far this year. I don't know what they've been doing in the last little bit here, but. I'm thinking I'm still going to take Vegas. They're just so strong. Straight up Vegas. That's say I this about
3: Vegas. Even though I um, Alex and I like Florida, but they you don't get this price very often with Vegas. You don't.
1: Yeah, you Without don't it, get those true. underdogs very that's often, true. even if they're on the road. But,
3: I just, oh, did have, you guys I just see haven't that, liked what uh, I've seen. I just haven't liked what I've seen.
1: podcast about uh, Jack Eichel saying it was between Vegas and Calgary were the last two teams. When he was signing for free agent, really? did you see that? I <laughs> yeah, know. I couldn't believe it. He was on a podcast, and they showed it on Sportsnet, uh the other night after the Flames game. But he was talking about how his like free agency went, and the team had to be all right with his surgery, obviously, blah, 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 blah. And he was saying, like, Minnesota was involved, Carolina. But at the end of the day, when it came down to the two teams that were left, it was Vegas and Calgary. And I thought wow. that was hilarious. I like Because you never heard about any of that kind of stuff. In no, Australia yeah. Or, you know his clothes. No, for yeah, me that's a slam dunk the- decision. Vegas
3: all the way. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. Even
1: for me, like, come on, are you kidding me? <laughs> How is Calgary even in it? Right.
3: Yeah. I think that's a that's a tribute to Calgary that they were even yeah, fucking number two on his list, right behind I know, Vegas. I was like yeah.
1: caught right off guard. I was like, damn, like, I don't know what they were thinking, but or what he was thinking, can't but
3: thinking, ah, me. shit, we were that close
1: to getting Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The Flames will start getting some good players when they get a new barn. There's That's no my doubt. opinion. And uh-huh. when they get rid of Huberto somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Which is going to be a, a much taller order and a more impossible ordeal now with the struggles he's going through. It's we crazy. like the draw here, uh, Zach, with Boston, Minnesota. Yeah. These are another two teams that have been in a lot of overtime games uh, lately. What do you think There, Bruins and
0: Wild?
1: Who's in net here for uh, the Wild? Fleury's confirmed? Fleury.
0: Yeah. Fleury confirmed. Fleury. This will be a 990th game.
1: Well, Boston
3: kind of got, uh, uh, got
1: slapped around last night, hey, by the Jets. Did. yeah. Yeah, I'd probably probably ride a little bit on the Bruins side. I think a team like that's going to have a good bounce-back game. The Overs, only 5.5 they've got here, so that's kind of a little favorable in my opinion, but I'm liking the Bruins on this one. I think they'll have a good bounce-back game. I I don't see them losing two big ones in a row, but... You guys were kind of saying the draw kind of looks favorable too, but how many games have been going to the overtime lately? It's crazy.
3: Yeah, there are a bunch of – they're just like – there's a good solid six to eight, if not ten, teams that have had like four or five overtime games or shootout games past regulation just in the last ten. Like it's Yeah, I think really i remarkable.
1: ride Bruins here.
3: Yeah. How about Tampa-Washington? Sure. This is uh, where we uh, left off. What do you think there, Zach? Tampa-Washington.
1: I'm not really sure on this one. I haven't really been yeah. watching either of these teams play lately, so it's hard for me to comment that says, on them.
3: That, that's like the, re- the two of us. Yeah, it's
2: very yeah. And
1: I've also been years. staying yep. the hell away from Tampa for yep. a week now at least because they're a little bit unpredictable. They're giving us some different hockey than what we're used to coming from them. So that's something that I'll probably shy away from. Nice to see Ovechkin score the other night in overtime. Yep, Christ That I mean. do
3: like. I like Ovechkin goals. We'll be yeah, we'll right. We will be right?
1: That.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's uh... –
1: Yeah, that's probably about it on that. Hopefully he starts heating up. I'm interested to see what's going on with Pittsburgh and Ottawa, mostly Ottawa. (laughs) They are going to win a game again.
3: Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. I just (laughs) want to take a look at the uh, update everyone on the prices there with Ovechkin. Like it's actually like plus 160. Uh, Remember, this is a guy that's been like plus 120, you know, plus 125 at parts of his career. So the, you know, for Ovechkin pricing, you know, it's not the uh, it's not as bad as sometimes it's been in terms of the value there. So it's worth a look. I'm also going to sprinkle on that kid from um, uh, the, the, the guy that just uh, got brought up and put into the lineup. Uh, I've I'm, I'm just basically committed myself to just scoring or betting his props until he scores. And that's Ivan Miroshnikenko there for the uh, Capitals. And it's a great story, too, because this guy battled cancer, uh, bounced back from it. Uh, and now is uh, making his first, starting his first few games in the NHL. So it's a really cool story. Uh, I'm hoping he does get that first goal uh, sooner uh, rather than later, uh, and again, getting that uh, first major opportunity here uh, with the uh, Washington Capitals. <coughs> All right, let's uh, move along here. We've got Toronto and Columbus, Leafs and Blue Jackets, uh, Toronto minus 230, uh, road favorites, seven being the uh, total here in this game, and not surprised to see the total uh, bumped up to seven considering, well, what we saw the last time these two teams played (laughs) really, I mean, Columbus, uh, when you look at it, uh, they have been, you know, trending over the total uh, for the most part, they've gone over in three of their last four games, Uh, five of their last uh, six uh, have all gone over the six of their last seven, seven, actually seven of their last eight have gone over the total Columbus. So uh, it's a very, very high total. It's, you know, a reaction to the fact that this uh, jackets team, you know, has played you know a lot of high scoring games, uh, had trouble defensively, and then of course you got the Leafs, who the last five games, six games, four three seven three six five seven nothing five two nine three <laughs> uh, against insanity Paul the other night. All of them going over the total, so that's why you're seeing seven. And I'm actually seeing in some books a couple, they're smaller num- smaller scale books, but I'm actually seeing seven and a half, and that's that's something else. I'm actually seeing seven and a half uh, in a couple of smaller books here, the Ontario-based books. Yeah, they're seven and a half at FanDuel, seven and a <laughs> half at Point Bet, seven and a half at ProLine, seven and a half at BetWay. Now, it's going to be wow. juiced, minus 165 to the under seven and a half, but you are seeing them start to pop up here That's with crazy. the Leafs and the Jackets. And this is not one where I'd be looking a bit over, quite honestly, just because the Leafs are off that – Debacle against Buffalo, nine to four. It was an embarrassment defensively. The goaltending too was as bad as you could ask, and it, not just Samsonov. We know Samsonov was just a puddle, a mess in that game. But Martin Jones, you know, kind of had a, his roughest uh, appearance too for the Leafs. But it's a product with a team was just a shit show in front of them. I mean, just a complete and utter uh, disgrace defensively from Toronto against Buffalo. Martin Jones and net confirmed for them tonight. It will be Danil Tarasov. Uh, getting another start here for the uh, Blue Jackets. How about the incident, by the way, with uh, Merzlikens the other night against Washington where he gets into it with Tom Wilson and his coach doesn't even have his goalies back. Did you hear what Pascal Vincent said about it after the game?
1: I you didn't hear what he else said. I just saw what Elvis was saying.
3: He was a selfish play. He shouldn't have taken that penalty. He cost us. That's what he <laughs> actually said about Elvis wow. Merzlikens because Merzlikens got the only penalty – for going after Wilson, because Wilson apparently had been running him earlier in the game or getting in his grill earlier in the game. And then he went into the goal crease, and he grabbed Merzlikin's stick, and Merzlikin's just lost it and said, I've had enough of this guy. And he was just, you know, punching him. Uh, And then Wilson (laughs) got out of there, didn't really push back, drew a penalty out of Merzlikin's, and that was the power play that Ovechkin scored the game-winning goal. Yeah, that picture was epic
1: of... A Washington celebrating the win, and Merzlikas was like skating back or whatever. All the Washington players were like staring at him, and oh, they were. That's great. Doing team. some FUs and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's what you get for doing that and taking that penalty. But yeah, that that's is, crazy. That, the that to me is that. a big time red. Alarm right there, red alarm. Definitely, Uh, alarm bells going off that your coach doesn't have your players back. That's what that sounds like to me. You don't come out in the press. Yeah, everyone knows that he probably shouldn't have done that.
1: that. Like everyone knows that, and like the outcome of it, even more so. But yeah, to not be able to protect your players there and that kind of thing. I don't know. I haven't really been a big fan of the Columbus Columbus's organization. Same with like their, you know, their office and that kind of thing. I feel yeah. bad for a lot of their players and all the shit that they went through with Babcock already and this kind of thing. Like, at the end of the day, like, Columbus has got so many distractions, it seems, that they just need to play hockey. and yeah. right? it's crazy.
3: Yeah, I, I just I couldn't believe what <clears> I was <throat> hearing, that he's, he's basically saying he's got to control his emotions. He can't take that penalty. It really cost us. Um, yeah, maybe kill the penalty. How about that? <laughs> How about you help him pull it off? Uh, how about that? <laughs> yeah, but you don't allow a guy a I, goal too. Uh, a guy that's been slumping like Alex Ovechkin.
1: I don't. I don't agree with the reaction from Elvis because I don't like and his comments. I don't think Wilson was going for his knee like how he said, you know, like the, pick, I don't the he did look not exactly think that vicious. moment that was too bad, but
3: I think right. it was just basically was a just in his head of things he did yeah. earlier in the game too. For sure. Like, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I feel like we're not far off from seeing a goalie and player, like truly square up and fight like some Ray Emery stuff from way back. Like it's been close this year. A couple of times. I yeah. just think like, And goalies are, like, kind of pushing their limits almost because, like, it's not going to be long before a player just rips their helmet off and starts feeding them or even the opposite way because some of these goalies are a little hot-headed.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you where we did see one of those, a goalie against a position player or a forward fight. saw it in the ECHL game just a few weeks ago. Rapid (laughs) City and Allen. I saw that. I saw the highlights of that. Rapid City and Allen, Americans in the uh, ECHL. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a goalie and a, and a forward that started to get into it. Uh, be, referees got in there, yeah.
1: Goalies have been, you know, they've been holding it all back their whole life, yeah. much. And when they let loose, True. like they're not holding back for nothing. <laughs> no,
0: no, there's it's a no good point. Belt. That's why we, yeah. that's why those usually end up yeah. being the, the better fights because, yeah, they've been wanting <laughs> yeah. to do that for years and years, and it bottles yeah. up. You're I right. think
1: the last one in recent memory I can remember was. Uh, what was it, Talbot and Smith in that Battle yep. of Alberta game? That's, that the was
0: last, wild. that's the last NHL one that that I that I've seen. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, be, I awesome. become a and I become a Florida Everblades fan because of our guy Jordan, who's been on the show multiple times. Jordan Sambrook, he was on one of our betcasts too earlier this year. I remember yeah, Jordan right. joined us for one of the betcasts for a bit, uh, and he um, scored a goal in his return to the uh, Florida Everblades the other night in the ECHL. They played Savannah. Uh, yesterday in Georgia, and there was a couple fights in that game. Like I'm telling you, what if you watch ECHL hockey, you're going to get your money's worth. There's a shit. Ton oh, of for
1: sure, yeah, oh, absolutely,
3: man. yeah, yeah. There's a lot down there. So if you don't think there's enough fighting in the NHL, I say give your minor league hockey. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's what shit. they. Those what those fans live for, man. I remember when yeah. I first went down to Georgia. And talking to some of these fans all they were about was the fights and even if it wasn't a good fight they loved it like that's all it was about so I don't even know what offside is some of them but they're down there for the fights
3: uh, and our uh, someone that was on the show with us on thursday look who's in the chat matt uh, good to see you, Matt. You did a great job on Thursday on the show. He's a Stars fan, so take that comment. With you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Stars money line yeah. tonight, free. I like that, man. Not tonight. Yeah, yeah, really right. yeah
1: wakey, wakey.
0: The first, yeah. first period he over. Why do you say
3: wakey, wakey? He's, it was his birthday yesterday, and he was telling me he was at a <laughs> casino in Reno where he's living right now with a bunch of buddies. So he's probably a little,
0: you know, feeling it a
3: little bit today. Yeah, so he
0: should be. <laughs> Hope, hope Matt, hope you're grabbing the first period yep. overrun, too. We're, we're riding that heavy, so.
3: Yeah, no yeah. doubt. So <laughs> There we go, Matt. Uh, hat- belated happy birthday. Hope you enjoyed yes. the casino <laughs> run last night with the buddies in uh, Reno. But, yeah, for me in this game, it's just the draw. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. We saw, we've seen the Leafs play a bunch of draws. Columbus, look at them all of a sudden here going into this game. They went to overtime against Washington. Like I said, the Leaf jacket game. Alex and I were both on the draw there in that crazy game where it was 5 nothing Columbus. Toronto roars back uh, and ends up uh, tying it up 5-5, uh, and then only for Columbus to win it in overtime. What a leap yeah, thing to have! Classic. You come all the way back. Yeah. Classic thing for
1: Columbus too, man. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it, to blow the lead, exactly. Yeah. Um, the typical leaps to actually tease their fan base that much with tying it up and then only to lose in overtime. So I'm on the draw classic. here in this game. That being said... I'm also on the Leafs in the first period uh, because I feel they have to jump out early. They have to come out with that focus. We lost to this team last week. uh, And so I think it's one of those games where maybe Toronto gets up, but maybe Columbus battles back, which uh, they've done at times in the past. So that's the way I'm going to approach it here. Uh, Leafs first period puck line and the draw in this game. And by the way, the Leafs first period puck line is minus a half plus 136 at pinnacle so not a bad price there with that it's a pretty good price i think that's the better look for the leafs than anything full game because sure. if they don't show up in the first period after embarrassment against <laughs> buffalo they'll not show up at all it's got to be early it's got to be immediate that you see this team dialed in locked in focused looking to wipe away the stench and the odor of that game in buffalo against the Sabers the other night so first period puck line for me with the leafs uh, and maybe even a first period team total for the Leafs over one and a half. I sometimes like those in these spots where te- a good team was embarrassed, <laughs> facing a lesser team. Uh, sometimes that's a good look as well. Not only the first period puck line, but also that first period team total over. And with that, you can get like plus uh, uh, an excellent price with that uh, plus 200 with the uh, first period team total for the Leafs over one and a half. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, leave some blue jacket.
0: Yeah, this is one of those games where like, definitely I think the books are kind of just insulating themselves, expecting a lot of goals. Seven and a half is unheard of, and and see that, like I said, and, and you've seen obviously heavily juiced to the under at minus a dollar sixty, dollar sixty five. Uh, chances are you won't even see those seven and a halves so when that game goes live. It'll probably open in game at seven. So if you do like seven and a half and over. At a plus, at plus money, grab it now because you won't even be able to get that in game. That'll probably just revert right back to seven, being that high. That's how they used to do with the sevens about four or five years ago. We talked <laughs> Toronto, Tampa Bay with a lot of sevens. Those never even popped up as sevens in game. They just automatically opened the six and a halfs and reverted backwards. So that's just the only key I can give you as far as the totals go. Uh, sidewise, obviously, we're not laying the Leafs minus two thirty. That would just could be one of those games where. If, they come down, you know, give up four goals early and come back and find a way to to win it. So Leafs on a Saturday, You never want to lay a price with them. Uh, Columbus at home has been up and down. Danil Tarasov uh, in net against Martin Jones. That also screams over. So maybe try and look for, you know, both teams to score first period. If you can get that at at anything that's a a plus money, I could probably see that maybe even be an even even money proposition with this high of a total. But uh, ultimately the draw, like you said, this this definitely seems like it can be a game where – no matter who gets out to a good start, even if Toronto covers that first-period puck line, like you mentioned, Dean, Columbus could still find their way to, to get back, or one of these teams takes their foot off the gas after they get a, you know, a few goals, and then we see things go back and forth. So this is definitely a game, a fun one to watch, probably not the best one to bet, definitely just going to take a shot with the draw and just kind of keep it safe there.
3: Yeah, so for me, yeah, the draw, but I'm also, yeah, like I said, uh, looking at Leafs first period punk line taking a shot with a a rare first period team total as well for the Leafs over one and a half, and again, that's plus two hundred. It's a hell of a price. I think reasonable that they could jump out early, bang bang. <coughs> to, you know, Columbus can give up goals and bunches, so two nothing. You know, in the after in the first period, I could see that for Toronto tonight, especially after the way that game went uh, against Buffalo. They do not, and I mean, do not want to go into the Christmas break losing a Buffalo and losing and to Columbus. Columbus for a second time in a little over a week. They don't want that. So wouldn't
1: surprise yeah. me, though.
3: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise. Well, again, all I need for the Leafs is show up for 20 minutes.
1: That's the it. First I agree. Minutes. That's it.
3: Because I'm not trusting them for the full 60, but for the first 20, I expect it. And if not, yep. shame on them. That's an embarrassment if they're not showing, if they're not, you know, on their toes and just taking it to the Columbus blue jackets in the first 20 minutes, then we've got a real problem on our hands. Uh, What do you think here, Zach Leafs jackets? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm with you guys on the first period play. I think like they've got to come out hot, you know, get out to an early lead, maybe even a couple goals. So I definitely think Leafs first period money line, probably the over at one and a half wouldn't be a bad play as well. Even if you're crazy, man, even maybe two and a half, like, I think it's going to come out of the gates for them for sure. So, Definitely going to play it safe, though, and just ride the Leafs money line first period and then maybe get a little in live action, see where it's at. But that's probably it for me. Not too confident on the rest of the game, just like you yeah you, uh, Obviously, you
3: can bet alternative uh, first period yep. totals as well. Yep. There's plus 170, sure. plus 170 out there for over two and a half. Yeah. Here yeah. In the first period of this game. Ah, that's not bad. I'm like, that's something I might take a peek at as well. All right. Pittsburgh and Ottawa. The Jacques <laughs> Martin return tour. Finally arrives back home in Ottawa to coach his first home game behind the bench uh, in 20 years. Pretty wow. much a little under 19 years is when he uh, wrapped <clears> up <throat> his first stint with Ottawa. But here he is back behind the bench in Ottawa for a home game as they return home from uh, basically a West Coast road trip from hell for the Ottawa Senators against the Pittsburgh Penguins now back home. Uh, Ottawa minus 115 <clears throat> home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. So for me, it's very simple. Plus, now this is the first game after a road trip. No Ottawa for me until I see them put a win on the board. Until I see them fix these issues with blowing games left and right, lack of confidence, protecting leads, which continues to be an issue right now with the uh, Ottawa Senators. So not interested uh, in Ottawa here. But I don't like Pittsburgh... Enough to back them either, so it's a it's a clear pass here for me as far as the side goes. uh Now Pittsburgh has won four of the last five, a couple of them in shootout victories against Montreal and Carolina. Uh, they beat Minnesota, Arizona, they had, and then of course they had that one loss, was that absolutely <coughs> tremendous loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, last Saturday, seven to nothing. Um, so we'll see how this one goes. Now Jacques Martin is going to be someone that is eventually going to instill tighter structure, better team structure defensively. But why have you seen the over still cash and the defense break down? Cuz he hasn't had a huge allotment of practice time. And it takes time to instill the system he wants on this team. It's complicated. And for for a team that's not great personnel-wise defensively, it's even more complicated to get them to replicate it. So it's going to take I think a few games at home and extra practice <laughs> time after the Christmas break for Ottawa really start to show signs of turning a corner defensively, if they are capable at all of turning a corner defensively. It's going to take time. It's not going to be immediate. It's not going to be instantaneous. And we definitely saw that uh, in the last two games of that road trip. The first two with Jacques behind the bench against Arizona and Colorado, four nothing or uh, three nothing lead against Arizona couldn't hold it. Four two lead against Colorado. Give up four unanswered goals, couldn't hold it, uh, lose six to four. So nothing for me here, other than maybe a small look over uh, in this game. That's about it. Alex, what do you think here, Penguin Senators?
0: Well, I mean, it's sets up for a good live look. Honestly, if we if we can get Ottawa, you know, with a lead heading in the you know the third period, then maybe uh, look to, to back Pittsburgh. But this is one I'm going to be looking at, actually as far as in game play goes. I'm looking with the over. I want to try and get a five and a half. So hoping for about four or five minutes to score this play here, try to get that over five and a half, and then uh, hope the, the floodgates open both ways. Like you said, Ottawa definitely needs to just keep the foot on the gas offensively. They like said, don't let teams get back in. And even if you're having those defensive breakdowns, okay, outscore your problems right now. And like I said, this is this is a, the kind of night heading into a break where we tend to see teams who are having those defensive issues just say, you know what, listen, we know we're going to give up four or five goals. Let's just go out there and, and do our best to score six or seven outscore our problems right now so that, that could be this kind of a contest so uh i wouldn't talk anybody out of playing it over now i do think we'll just have time to grab one in game at a better price so well uh, in game over five and a half i think we see goals in this
3: yeah definitely and maybe a first period both teams to score i might tack on a yeah. little something on that here I've, off the road trip i could see ottawa giving up one in the first but back home You know, inspired by, you know, Jacques Martin's first home game. The captain kind of saying, we need to be better and I need to be better. And Rich, that's a good point. You know, when it comes to bargain bin value and player prop value, you're not really ever going to get much of it with Brady Kachuk. He's always, you know, plus 140 or 50 to score a goal. uh, And you're not going to get the value you get with other players. But tonight's the night to bet Brady Kachuk probably. He called himself out, called out the team, said, I need to be better. I would, And he's got that kind of characteristic where when he calls himself out, I expect a good performance tonight out of the captain of Brady Kachuk. So Brady Kachuk goal, Brady Kachuk assist. If you want to sprinkle on over one and a half points tonight, plus 200 on Brady Kachuk, I think that's not a bad option as well. Uh, he called himself out. I expect a response. What do you think here, uh, Zach? Pittsburgh, Ottawa.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, obviously there's something going on in Ottawa that we're not completely aware of, you know, blowing leads like that, you know, players coming out saying they're not having fun, this and that. So, Going to be a little bit cautious on it for sure. And then on the other end, like for me, Pittsburgh's got to, in their mind, they've got to be thinking they got to win every game they're playing in right now. They want to be a playoff team. They pissed it down their leg last year and didn't get in the playoffs, you know. They signed that big three, keeping them together. So we got Forsberg in net for Ottawa and Nedeljkovic for Pittsburgh, who's been pretty good for the starts he's had too. So for me, it's probably going to be a little bit of live betting to kind of see how the first little bit plays out. I really don't know what to expect. It could be a slow start for Ottawa, you know. 8 of their 11 wins have come at home. Pittsburgh has been kind of rough on the road as well, so it's something that I'll look into live, but I don't even like the over too much in this game as of right now and just yeah, I'm just going to be cautious on it. Like I said, I don't know how many games Ottawa is going to win cuz it just it's crazy right now as a fan aspect watching what's been going on, you know, blowing that lead to Arizona, blowing the lead 4-2. So, I'm going to stay away from this one, I think. And Hopefully, I'm I'm a Pittsburgh guy, so if I was leaning anywhere, I'd be leaning towards Pittsburgh. But Ottawa, like they have to do something. So, well, see does Derek
3: Carlson it. return to Ottawa? You know, it's been a long time. Am I going to jump back Ottawa. on that
1: bet for him to score? they are going to take Carlson last Saturday, and they got ripped seven nothing by the Leafs. Jesus Christ!
3: Yeah, that's uh, maybe Saturday nights on Hockey Night in Canada, which they will be once again tonight. Aren't yep. a good
1: thing for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll maybe to, not, but they have beat. had a tough time on the road too. Seven and seven. Yep. I think here, what is it? Yeah, seven, seven, and two. So, yeah, I lean I think
3: Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. I, 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 like, I don't mind you taking Ottawa. I just want to. I want to see a fucking win from this team before I back them. You know what I mean? That's I want to see where I a To lead, and I want to see them struggle quite a game. bit without yeah.
1: Shabbat too. Yeah. So that's a pretty big piece of their decor. So I think he's getting closer to a return. But here's what I'll do:
3: because I won with this against Arizona with Jacques Martin's debut, I w- pushed with it against Colorado the other night. And I could have <coughs> won. They were up two to one and Colorado tied it with like a minute left, two two at the end of the first I took the first period with yep. Ottawa, the last two games. I think yeah. that's what I'll do. I'll take a little first period with Ottawa here tonight.
1: <laughs> because yeah, they actually have home,
3: good starting games. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they just kind of lose it as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the safer play or a good play, I should say, on that game for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean I'm one, a one win one win and one push. So far in two games since Jacques Martin took over with first period. I can't complain about that. Yeah, I'll go to the well with that first period. Put that on the tab. Ottawa first period uh, for me here. All right, Detroit and New Jersey. We've got uh, the Devils, uh, minus 190 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total here in this game. Over is the obvious bet. Now, I jumped on this immediately because I saw it was already minus 135. I said, it wouldn't shock me if this moves a little bit to seven. And sure enough, it's moved to seven pretty much everywhere. Most books now have seven with this total. But there are still a couple 140s at points bet. Uh, 140 at Proline Plus, 140 at Bet 99. Drop <clears throat> around for the six and a half, take it. I got over six and a half minus 140 overnight. I mean, it's the maybe the obvious overbet on the board right now. Detroit is scoring and they cannot stop giving up goals right now. And it's a product of Reimer and Nett, and they have to start him every game. And when you start him every game, you know, you're going to have some issues. Uh, There's no question. And he's struggling. You can see it again last night. Not a great game from him. Uh, It's not going to be Reimer tonight, we assume, because it's a back-to-back. And they just signed Michael Hutchinson. And my answer to that is – Has he been
1: there before, Hutchinson? In Detroit, uh, or is it different guy? I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, so this,
0: this is his first. This is his first year with that organization. He'd been okay. in Grand Rapids, and his numbers in Grand Rapids have been atrocious. So, he, uh, below 900 save percentage and a 2.68 goals against. So
1: they don't they don't have much to pick from in their farm teams. Is what he's
0: 8.95
3: save percentage at the AHL this yeah. year? Yeah, with Grand Most guys
1: aren't getting the nod, <laughs> a call up, nonetheless a start in the NHL with those numbers from the A. But yeah, but he's a better. So is it going to be a? Vanacek or whatever his name is for the Devils? Uh, It's expected
3: to be him, and he's just not been good either, quite honestly. Although it is expected to be him uh, in this game. Now, he entered the game uh, in relief uh, of uh, Schmid. Schmid gave up the two goals early. Vanacek came in, and he gave up four after that. He's got a 3.35 goals against 883 save percentage. His numbers haven't been great. I mean, this is the obvious overbet of the night, of the day for me. Uh, There's no question. And sometimes those are the ones that worry me because those are the ones sometimes I worry in the pit of my gut looks too simplistic. It looks like a layup. Watch it be 3-2 or something. But it's hard to envision that right now uh, in this game, especially with Detroit. And now with Kane starting to heat up, Larkin's back. He got on the board last night. Uh, The offense is going to start humming, and the defense is just an atrocity right now. They've given up 15 goals in the last three games combined. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. So clear clear look, clear <laughs> choice for me over six and a half here. And I like. I also really like the first period both teams to score uh, in this game, uh, getting that at a plus price. Nothing on the side. I don't want to lay a buck 90 with New Jersey, but I'm not trusting. Detroit, good on you, Detroit. You snapped your losing streak last night, but you almost blew it and almost blew a five-one lead. That's not a team I'm looking to back either tonight on a back-to-back. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Red Wings Devils.
0: Yeah, this is when we want to grab a little bit of both teams to score in the first <clears> and get that plus one twenty-five, <throat> plus one thirty. A little bit lower than than what I like to grab that play on uh, that that, that uh, situation for. But we're grabbing that small because we're looking for something live on that over. Uh, definitely don't want a seven. You want six and a half? Laying anything? Uh, Dollar thirty or better, basically. So a couple of minutes into the game, just wait for that six and a half to try to plumb it in a little bit, something in a, in a reasonable price, and uh, go from there. I, I definitely see goals here. This is one of those games I definitely see being kind of a crazy up and down battle. Vanacek's been a mess, as you mentioned, Hudson's numbers in the AHL garbage. His, you know, last several starts in the NHL weren't that great either. The last couple of years. So this is definitely a game I see getting out of hand. So over goals galore you can you know sprinkle the board with props you can get creative with this game uh as far as goal scoring props looking for parlays this would be the game the circle and kind of targets the players that. yeah well i if
3: feel if, uh, one thing i lean to i don't know if i'll bet it but i lean to the devils maybe in regulation or o- team total over the one thing i do like is they got shut out by detroit for nothing and it was one of their worst games of the year and lindy ruff was angry after they played detroit last time and they played the, one of their worst games so they may remember that and, um, like I said, they're they are they're also the Devils coming off that loss to Edmonton and three losses in a row at home, Rested team against a back-to-back str- <clears throat> struggling Detroit. And I still say they're struggling, even though oh, yeah. they survived barely last night against the Flyers. Uh, so it's Devils or nothing for me here uh, in this game. Plus, you've got the Hutchinson <clears throat> back or, uh, in net for uh, Detroit. Not great in the NHL, and apparently based on his AHL numbers this year, not very good down there either. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Detroit, New Jersey.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be one to watch, I think. So I'm going to I'd probably think about first period money or a uh, total over one and a half, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Hutchinson does for Detroit tonight, if that's who's getting the start. So I'm going to be a little bit cautious on that. I've been thinking like, are players getting like so much better than the goalies? Like, is it like, you know, guys are starting to score more, you know, that's the way the league's been trending or like, Is the product of goaltending going down for the NHL? You know, because there's quite a few teams with some, some, you know, terrible tandems in net or, you know, it's just not working out. So that's kind of just been where my head was at in general, not even our game. But I just feel like there's so many teams that have such a problem in the net, you know, and like teams that had their good goalies, they've been struggling. So definitely think over in the first period. Like you said, Devils have been losing a little bit. I'm a wings guy. So, I'm not going to be too biased on, it, so I'm going to stay a little bit away from it. But I like the first period over, uh, and probably the total in the
0: full game as well. Yeah. yeah to that point, you may you know about the goaltending and the players. I think, yeah, the players are, are certainly leaps and bounds getting better by the day. The creativity and offense, uh, absolutely. Some of the moves we're seeing It's just incredible, night in and night out. The highlight moves that we're seeing from just, I mean, you got you know third line grinders like Colin Blackwell pulling off spin moves, setting up incredible assists. Uh, so, yeah, the talent level is getting better and better from a skater perspective. But I think there is a slight bit of regression with some of these goaltenders. This isn't the strongest goaltending group, uh, you know, league-wide <clears throat> that we've seen in recent years. So I think there's a, there's a combination of both, and that's why we're seeing higher scoring games. We're seeing uh, some of you know, the, you know, normally lower or weaker numbers from goaltenders yeah. overall when <clears throat> you're looking at, at overall body <clears throat> of work. So, yeah, both of those well, things. we went did,
1: through that. this, like, period of, like, well, not period, but like early, like 2000s, even into the late, you know, 2000s, it was always like one starter. And then you had like a true backup. Like, you know, one guy was playing, you know, at least 60 games. And then you had, you know, McElhinney, who was a backup his whole entire (laughs) lifetime, you know, whatever. And then now it's like been like, you know, a lot of teams have this tandem, you know, one, two punch, one, two punch. So it's just, I don't know, just as a fan and like one A, one
3: B, they call it. Yep. Yeah. You right. know, you, so it just, that's the new system
1: for me personally, like I, I like the ride or die, you know, but I know the leagues change like that and maybe it's a little harder on these goalies with the, you know, the type of talent that's coming at them every night. You don't probably get many rest nights like you did earlier, you know? So I don't know. It's just, Aki's been entertaining and I like the way it's going, so I can't complain too much. And,
0: and yeah, and keep in mind, think about twenty years ago, when you look at those great goaltenders like a Burdure a or a Patrick Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had great defenses in front of them to where some nights they Absolutely. only made twenty, twenty two saves. Yeah. You know, I mean we with some of the blue line talent that was around in the nineties, the three of us could have been a net and made twenty two saves and got it. <laughs> so not Samson yeah,
1: off though. Not <laughs> that's Samsonov,
0: you're right, yeah, yes. He would at least give up I four even in the ninth. I could not believe
1: that first goal that Buffalo scored on him. It was where a bad Greenaway one. came in.
3: Yep. That shot no was
1: away. like a dump-in, essentially. Yeah, like, he was just <laughs> flicking
3: it to the net. He was just yeah. flicking the wrist, and it just dips under Samsonov somehow. <laughs> like, I, mean, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe I know, it. I know, I was like, oh
1: my goodness.
3: Yeah, absolutely atrocious <laughs> goal. <laughs> Speaking of atrocious, uh, the team that scored it, the Buffalo Sabres taking on the New York Rangers. Uh, The Rangers minus 170, uh, home favorite, six and a half the total. Very interesting spot here. Fascinating. Rangers on a back-to-back, but a loss against the Oilers. They've had a bad third period. It cost them. Uh, Now they want to bounce back. They're capable of it. And here's Buffalo off a win. And I don't want (laughs) Buffalo off a win. don't take
1: Buffalo off a win.
3: Off a win, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) They need to be the ones to show me that they can put two wins in a row together to yeah, maybe even three. <laughs> now, before you write off Buffalo here in this spot, they do have the rest advantage and they recently went to Madison square garden and beat the Rangers. So they are capable. And they, again, after that leaf game, Ocposo Thompson, all these guys are saying the fucking same shit. They've said all season. We've got to do it and sustain it and show consistency and do it the next time as well. And then too often, the words are not turning into action, okay? In that next game, so I'm done trusting it. I got to see it with my own two not ni- two eyes. Nothing for me really on this game. There's a lot of games. This is one where I just like I, I feel like I-, I I it's better off for me to stay away than get involved. What do you think
0: here, Alex Sabers Rangers? Yeah, I'm going with the draw here. Uh, you're looking at the series history. For the last six meetings, have gone. Past regulation and like you said this is a you know ranger spot kind of a bit tricky you know quick is we talk about 1a 1b i think quick is the 1a right now for the rangers even though sheserkins played well and obviously his body of history he's he's going to be the goalie if not he is the goalie of the future right now but you got to ride that hot hand with, with quick and like I said you know coming off that loss and now going back to uh, you know, it's just gonna be one of those spots where I think Buffalo can kind of press the action. Like I said, they have to show that effort. They're talking about it at nauseum, but they aren't showing it consistently. And I think this could be a spot where, like I said, you know, looking at the break, maybe the Rangers kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit, and all of a sudden, this game finds itself tied late, and uh, maybe we don't see the back and forth kind of pace that we <laughs> see in a game like a Detroit and uh new jersey this one might kind of you know slow down and kind of crawl into in overtime so at plus 340 i think that's a decent enough price uh well, i'll take a shot
3: and it was only one game after a few games where he was roughed up and struggled a bit but just the last time we saw him it was earlier this week against the leaps it was a great performance It was one of his better performances so you know he's going to figure it out he'll be in net tonight after we saw quick last night so we know and that,
0: that leans to the draw even more, right? Because yeah. a good Shesterkin effort, you're talking about him, yeah. you know, only maybe allowing one or two goals, making about 35 saves. And so if Buffalo can can kind of clamp down defensively too. Or even if the Rangers, like I said, they have a lead for the majority of the game. Buffalo just finds a way to just, you know, get that tying goal, push it OT. So there's a lot of scenarios <clears here throat> that support this game going past regular
3: yeah, I might sprinkle on the draw after you might have talked me into it. Four of the last six have gone past uh, regulation. By the way, the under is actually four zero oh, and one in the last five meetings. The under with these two teams. What do you think here, Zach?
1: Yeah, it's probably something that I'll stay away from. not really a fan of both teams, but uh, I'd probably lean a little bit towards the Rangers just because I think they'd probably bounce back after last night, tough third period. I'm sure they heard it from the coaches and that kind of thing, so... It'll be interesting to see if Buffalo can string a couple of good games together. So, I'm waiting for that.
3: Zach, uh, Blake Wheeler, by the way, uh, last night um, that one touch pass the oh, was awesome. to advantage for that Ranger goal was something else. I mean, it was just yeah. absolutely an incredible play. Amazing, amazing. Even play. better, Wheeler's the highlight was
1: what was yeah. so great. Yeah, <laughs> it
3: was. Wheeler's like. Oh yeah (laughs) wow you just did that I know it was a great facial expression that he had (laughs) after he picked that because he couldn't believe he got that one touch pass into uh Blake Wheeler for that Blake Wheeler's worth a a look right now sweet play
1: like how it developed before Zabinajab made that little tip like just the rim around for I think it was Kreider, and just the whole play like you could kind of see it coming not that he was going to do that kind of tip but how fast it happened and how perfect it was like I'm sure the goalie was like, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> no doubt that he could skin uh, Skinner. Our guy, Skinner, he couldn't re- react quickly enough to it.
1: Oilers There's fans like, will blame him. <laughs>
3: yeah, they still will. Of course, uh, the goalies are always at fault when it comes to uh, Edmonton. Uh, no doubt. But yeah, Wheeler worth a look. And maybe uh, you ain't seen nothing like the mighty Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn for Buffalo. I'm telling you what, last game he got on the board. He had three shots. He's going to gradually, I think, get better and stronger. As he goes, uh, and Paterka as well, Paterka's done damage against the Rangers. Well said by a uh, Cuban. All right. Islanders <laughs> and hurricanes, uh, Carolina minus minus one eighty home favorites, six, the total here in this one, we've got, uh, the hurricanes up and down. They've been for most of December, um, and you know, their record, uh, just all over the map. Uh, there's, uh, there actually are seven and, uh, there's actually three and, uh, three and seven rather in their last 10 games, but they've been a little better lately. But even then, three and three, their last six, they've been a draw machine suddenly. Three of the last four Carolina games have gone past regulation. And you know how profitable and fruitful and what an enjoyable, luxurious stay we have had time and time again this year at Draw Island. You know that with the Islanders, uh, It has been just a thing of beauty. <clears throat> this one sets up like a perfect draw candidate. You've got the Islanders. They've been overtime machines all year. Carolina's now suddenly played three of the last four to overtime or a shootout. How about three straight head-to-head meetings between the Islanders and the Hurricanes going past regulation? Slam dunk, no-brainer decision. Draw Islanders-Hurricanes. Alex,
0: Islanders-Hurricanes. Yeah, get the Draw Island and Talenders merch right now at IceGuysMySpreadshop.com. We're obviously going with the Draw here. It's
3: just such the obvious choice. I mean, uh, you expect a close game, especially with the way these two teams are playing right now. I'm a little torn on the total. We've been riding the Islanders over for a long time, but suddenly two straight unders have occurred. Carolina, don't look now. Kochetkov, two of his last three starts, they've gone under. He's played well uh, in net. Uh, and we expect this to be uh, Sorokin and Kochetkov, a battle of Russians uh, in between the pipes for both of these teams. So to me, this is not a I'm staying off the over here. I lean that way. I'm staying off it. This could be a 2-2 or a 3-3 type of game if it goes to overtime. And uh, this is definitely one, the correct score, 2-2, 3-3, regulation score, uh, 2-2 or 3-3, sprinkling on each of those, definitely maybe worth a look. I could see it. 3-3, obviously, it would go over the total. 2-2, it would stay under. But I think definitely one of those scores after the third period, you could see that here tonight. Uh, Zach,
1: Islanders, Hurricanes. Yeah, I'm not sure really what to think on this one. Carolina's kind of been disappointing me throughout the whole year. Um, not really sure what's going on. Like, they've kind of been picking it up a little bit here. But I was kind of curious of them putting Ranta on waivers. What ended up happening with that? Did they send him down to the A or I hadn't followed it? Yeah, he's in the I AHL
3: don't... now. He's in the AHL now.
1: Were yep. you a little bit surprised that no one claimed him?
3: Not really. With the, no, the contract really. and the he... age and the injuries and the struggles this year, yeah. <laughs>
1: That makes sense. I hadn't really followed. I don't know too much of them, but I'd probably lean a little bit towards Carolina's side here. Something that I'll probably stay away from, though. In general, I know you guys have been riding the the overtimes with them for a minute now, so I haven't been on that. Feels like a century. Them, it? <laughs> it feels like a century, but yeah, the overs at six, maybe touch on that a little bit, but yeah, I'm just something I'm going to stay away from. Now,
3: if we get, um, which I don't expect, but let's say we were to see ya have parrots in net for the first time maybe I get to the over but it won't be <clears throat> Kochetkov uh, in between and I don't expect it to be parrots it's the last game before the break it'll be Kochetkov for sure in my opinion for the uh, uh, Carolina's uh,
1: been I- really good at home terrible on the road but pretty good yep. at home they got a nine two three at home and they're eight ten and one on the
0: road I will say I will say something you mentioned about auntie Ranta. yeah he's in uh he's actually here in Chicago he's with the wolves. Uh, yep. I think he might be playing tonight against Milwaukee. And somebody, Kofi, in the chat early in the episode, so about an hour and 20 minutes ago, mentioned some AHL numbers about some draws. And one of them he mentioned was that Chicago-Milwaukee, three of the last five meetings have gone past regulation. So a little AHL uh, you know, draw <laughs> season spring Mentioning. Uh, draw Ronda.
3: season has no borders. It, we it, think, doesn't. Uh, yeah. it
0: doesn't. If it's hockey, then there might be a draw. So. Yeah. You
1: got
3: to find it. Cross <laughs> yeah. season is going to sweep the AHL now. Look out. We might. Look out now.
0: Yeah.
3: All right. Great stuff. Yeah, that's something I'll we'll have to keep in mind for sure. All right. Chicago and St. Louis. Uh, Blackhawks on a back to back against the Blues. Blues minus 260. Home favorites, six the total, uh, shaded to the over uh, here in this game. Bennington and net for St. Louis. That's been confirmed. They've been a weird team here with uh, since Drew Bannister's taken over. For the most part, they've been a bet on team. Quite honestly, uh, they've gone three and one. They beat Ottawa, beat Dallas in overtime. They had that one stinker, uh, stink bomb against Tampa Bay, six to one. And then they bounced back and they beat Florida. Very impressively, four to one in their last game. And other than the Tampa game, they've scored four goals in every other game for Bannister. We do expect, we should expect Arvid Soderblom here for Chicago on a back-to-back. So that definitely thinks that should be good for the Blues offensively uh, here in this game facing him. What do you get from Chicago? We'll have to wait and see. They're on a back-to-back. They've been uh, you know, hit or miss in that kind of a spot this year. You look at the head-to-head series between these two teams. They've only played once earlier this year. Uh, it was earlier this month, a couple weeks ago in Chicago. Blackhawks won that game 3-1 to uh, there. So we'll see if uh, St. Louis can return the favor. I definitely think it's the St. Louis are nothing for me, but not at this price. I, do, I will back the over, and I will back, uh, I think, first period both teams to score and or first period over in this game. Uh, maybe a little bit of both, plus the full game over here in this one. I mean, that's the way I see things right now when Arvid Soderblom uh, is likely to be a net. It's just a team that I think is going to have a much tougher time keeping the puck out of the net. Soderblom now in five straight starts. He has given up at least three goals, and he has given up 11 goals in his last two starts combined against Seattle and Washington. Not what you want to see. So first period over, both teams to score first period (coughs) and over six. I can make a pretty decent case for all three of those. Alex, what do you think here? Blackhawks, Blues.
0: Yeah, so I'm on first period over 1.5, minus $1.35. And I'm also on Blues team total over 3.5, minus $1.40. As you mentioned, Arvid Soderblom is most likely getting the start. Uh, he's horrific, and uh, St. Louis should win this game pretty easily. So, uh, we're definitely going with the Blues team total over. We're going first period over. I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't even touch both teams' to score first period because, like I said, the Hawks played with a ton of energy and effort and then just fell apart <clears hard throat> in that third period. And we could see the Hawks mail this one in completely. So, I would look at it at most things. St. Louis uh, didn't make the bargain bin cut because he wasn't uh, priced properly, but I did take a shot also with Jake Neighbors to get a goal. I got plus 225 at bet online.
3: And there's always these handful of players that when a new coach takes over, there's a spike and a bump in their performance. And there's been three. for Well, Robert Thomas has been good all year, but especially uh, since the change. Brandon Saad, the old veteran, has actually really played well since the coaching change as well, but none more so than Jordan Cairo. Jordan <clears throat> Cairo clearly had some issues with Verube, uh, And he's played well since Bannister took over. He's been on fire. He has scored two of the last three games, and he has six points in four games since uh Bannister took over. So I actually think over one and a half points at a really nice plus money price with Cairo might be worth a look here tonight for Chicago. I'm going to go back to Donato and Reichel again, as long as uh, I get confirmation, they're still on the top line with Bedard uh, here tonight uh, for props. What do you think here, Zach, Chicago, St. Louis?
1: Yeah. I like the, the Jordan Cougar or whatever his name is, getting a point or two. He had that good game, the other one. And after those comments and the blues fans, you know, giving it to him, blah, blah, blah. But like Alex said, I think the Blues should be able to handle this game pretty convincingly. Um, I don't think I'm going to make too much plays on it. I might look into some player props on it, maybe some points on the Blues side. But I'm not going to take the first period over. Probably just going to kind of wait and see how this one pans out a little bit. But I'm thinking maybe some player props on Jordan there. I think he's at like 140 for just a point, And then I don't know what it is for two, but I'm trying to see it here.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think you could. Over two one points and is at
1: plus three twenty.
3: Yeah, it's not bad. That's on a
1: bet three six five. So
3: he's had multi points yeah. two of the last three games as well. Jordan Cairo for St. Louis. So maybe uh, Arvin Robert Soderblom Thomas will be in playing. the gift gift of giving right before Christmas, and it would Prob- probably probably yeah yeah no doubt. Uh, so, so that sh- that I would expect for sure. Uh, all see right, she's so, yeah. been
1: playing good there for them. Sorry. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been not just. Bad
3: going along you know a little bit not not lighting it up uh, yeah i Kyrie's just think it's like
1: today. a coaching change you know him being the captain, the captain i'm not yeah. sure it's
3: yeah. way. absolutely no it makes sense and theoretically yeah. it does but it hasn't exactly hasn't really led been to a been spike that way. yet in his own uh, <laughs> production i saw him
1: fighting like a third line or fourth line guy the other night or maybe last week so
3: <laughs> that he'll do yeah that that, yeah. That, and that that was a good fight that's the thing Shannon will do that just wake up the team he will fight, and I like Oh, that. yeah, that's for sure. Good. I like him. Make good captain does. Seattle-Anaheim. Seattle's starting to play better, but are you ready to lay minus 145 on the road with them? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, the total six. Uh, they have won three of the last five, and the losses were to very good teams in overtime or a shootout to the Stars and the Kings. So, you know, that's how close they were to going 5-0 and oh in their last five games. Then they come back, and they beat the Kings in revenge mode, 2-1 to one the other night, although behind the heroics of uh, Joey Decord, who was absolutely terrific that night in net for the uh, Kraken. Uh, It looks like tonight in this game, we should see DeCord back in. Not confirmed yet, but we expect Joey DeCord. John Gibson projected, not confirmed. Unfortunate news for the uh, Ducks is that Leo Carlson suffered a lower body injury. It really looked bad when Mackenzie Weger fell on his leg uh, in that game the other night uh, against Calgary. It didn't look good initially, um, but it's looking like it's more of a day-to-day situation for him. So he hasn't completely been ruled out. Huge relief. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Really,
0: I
1: didn't actually really end up seeing it, but a couple of buddies texted me and asked if I had oh, seen it. So yeah, it I, thought, nasty, I thought for but... sure
0: he broke his ankle. No. Yeah. Sure what, did he?
1: Did yeah. just fall on it? Was it just yeah. a, just just? It slip. Like, yeah. But yeah,
0: but but, it, but his leg was his leg was going the opposite way. It, yeah. It's amazing that he had, didn't have a, a broken ankle. I thought for sure that, that that that's what we'd be hearing. So that's incredible. Well, that you better bad.
1: hope it's not like one of them high ankle sprains because that's one of the worst injuries in hockey to recover from. It's just yeah. hard to like get it feeling better. True. That kind of thing. So I remember way back, Rick Nash yeah. had a pretty bad high ankle sprain that kept him out a long time, fifteen yeah. years ago. But <laughs> no, but yeah, but it, but it hampered him.
0: He was he was never that the was same the beginning like of the end year. of his career
3: physically. Yeah. Yep. oh yeah, yeah, yep. 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 And it's a shame sure. because you're right; just never the same after that. But it looks like he escaped the worst of it, and actually still might play. Not only showing t- uh, you know. Tough and maybe durable, he is. But I'm also impressed that he does media too because he's got a a stutter and he just, he's not shy of it. He's not scared of it. He doesn't cower away from it. He speaks up publicly routinely. I think that's great. It shows confidence in yourself. It shows, you know, this is me, take it or leave it. I think so. I I root for a guy like that. I like him too.
1: I'm I'm interested to see how his NHL career is going to kind of pan out and hopefully the Ducks can get going too because they've got some talent there.
3: No doubt. So he might actually still be in the lineup tonight. The only thing I considered in this game, because look, if it's to and Gibson, it actually could be a sneaky under because you look at the way the Ducks have had trouble scoring lately, uh, you know, shut out by Calgary, uh, one goal against the Rangers. They had those two games against Detroit and Jersey where they scored, you know, Anaheim should have been better. I thought in that game, because they got, McTavish Tavish back as well, and uh, you just didn't see them have that good, strong push the other night. So to me, I do lean a little bit just because of Seattle playing some close games lately, many of them, to the draw a little bit in this game. And I expect Anaheim to respond and at least play better After being shut out by Calgary, so I could make a case for the draw. Other than that, not a whole lot for me uh, with this matchup. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Seattle Anaheim.
0: I think this game is going to be nuts. I I like first period over one and a half, minus a dollar thirty. I like the over six. I laid a dollar fifteen with that pregame. You know, I usually don't do that too often with a six. Uh, and also both teams to score in the first period, plus 155. I think this is going to be one of those up-and-down games. I have no idea where the final score could be. It could easily be 7-6 like we saw with Philly-Detroit. I don't think it would be in the same way. I think we're going to see goals back and forth. Both these teams need to wake up. Both these teams had horrible, uh, you know, Decembers for the majority, and I think that this is could be one of those let's take these three days off and just regroup them and, and, and recharge this as a new season. Both these teams know what they're <clears> dealing with as far as Pacific division and what kind of hills they have to climb upward to try to even make and run toward the wild card spot. But I think this game is going to be roll the puck out. We're just going to see goals back and forth, and then we'll see both these teams really kind of – these are two teams I have highly circled out of the break. It seems I want to see their form and focus the first couple of games, see are these teams just going to be just down the shitter all year and they're going to be trade, uh, you know, sellers at the trade deadline, or are they going to really try and make a run and, and do something uh, uh, in, in this wild card race moving forward? So I like the over, first period, full game, and both teams to score the first period.
3: All right, liking uh, overs galore here. First period, both teams to score full game as well. Zach, how about you, Seattle-Anaheim?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Ducks are going to bounce back a little bit after being held scoreless in the last game against the old Flamers, baby. Let's go. I can't believe how many uh losses They got nine overtime or shootout losses for the Kraken, so their record could be a little bit different. But, yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of riding with Alex a little bit here. I think it might be a wild game. I think they're going to open it up a little bit. So I'm thinking uh, first period over and then probably just the total on the game.
3: All right, Arizona, Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 210, home favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. I've had this spot circled. Uh, You look at Colorado and uh, extra circled, too, after the Ottawa win uh, the other night, six to four. They came back, won that game, bounced back after the debacle. They answered the bell after Devon Taves kind of called everyone out after the Chicago loss. Bounced back, beat Ottawa. It was a magical night for Nathan McKinnon. Four goals, the 300th goal in his career. A milestone night for him. And now you have that big win, and now you're going into the break. You're facing Arizona. And to me, Arizona is just sometimes styles make fights, and consistently Arizona has been a thorn in Colorado's side. Every yep. time Colorado plays them, it's been a tough game for the Avalanche. Uh, Arizona's actually four and three in the last seven meetings uh, against Colorado. Uh, they won three in a row. Colorado then won three in a row after that against Arizona, but two of them went to overtime or a shootout. The previous meeting earlier this year, Arizona was a home dog. They won at Mullet Arena in overtime, 4-3. This is a dog and draw split for me here. Arizona and the draw. Uh, Here with the uh, Coyotes and the Avs, we've got strong draw history uh, between these two teams and Arizona consistently, for the most part, being a tough out for the Avs. So a little on the plus 170 uh, money line for Arizona and definitely that draw. What a price. Plus 390 uh, at FanDuel uh, for the draw here in this game. Uh, coyotes and Avalanche. Uh Alex, Arizona, Colorado.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I already had the draw plus 375, but I'll definitely be uh adding the Yotes on too. Like I said, this is this definitely feels like it could be one of those spots. And like I said, styles made fights. The Yotes are a team that has definitely pressed Colorado and, and Colorado at home laying these uh these big numbers, to you know, minus two hundred or higher. We've seen them struggle a bit. So uh, I'm a little more comfortable on the draw. I maybe go 70-30. the draw but i definitely will have some yotes uh plus money in pocket as well
3: and connor ingram alexander georgia have projected starting goalies here uh, in this game tonight um zach is uh we'll let zach get back there he is he's back he's ready what do you think here at arizona colorado
1: yeah it should be an interesting game um arizona's playing some good hockey man so it's hard to count them out and they're not really getting the value as much as i think they should so might be something that i hold off on um I don't know if I like the over too much. Ingram's been pretty dang good this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure on this one, guys, to be honest. I'm always a little cautious betting with uh, Arizona involved. Still getting used to them.
3: Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, the last two games have gone. Over. They played Ottawa, who can't get out of their own way defensively, and San Jose who are back to giving up goals again. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt here. I think the total could go either way here in this one with Arizona and Colorado. But, yeah, dog and draw for me here. And as far as props go, uh, you know, just the usual suspects here for Colorado, you know, and has been very good lately. I could see him being a big uh, contributor for Arizona. uh, You know, you certainly like what you're seeing lately from uh, Kerfoot. Keller's been great. Uh, Schmaltz has been great. Carconi's cooled off, but just as Carconi cools off, You know, other players have stepped up for Arizona during this four-game win streak uh, that they have put together. So that's another thing, too. Arizona's won four in a row coming into tonight. So they do come into this game with an aura of confidence, that's for sure. All right, Calgary, Los Angeles. We've got the Kings minus 150 home favorites, six the total here in this one. We've got the Kings looking to bounce back after a loss to the uh, Seattle Kraken the other night, where they actually were the better team. They outplayed the Kraken, but could not solve Joey Decord who made 42 saves on 43 L.A. Kings shots uh, in that 2-1 to victory for the uh, Kraken that night. So Kings looking to bounce back. Kings have suddenly just gone 2-4 uh, and uh, four here uh, in their last six games. And you know what's shocking about L.A.? And I love this team, and I think they're very dangerous in the playoffs. But they're still working on getting this home situation. <clears throat> five and nine at Crypto.com Arena. For the That's la crazy. kings this year yeah and 13 one and one on the road <laughs> unbelievable the so it's just been an unbelievable split here it feels like a bounce back spot but I'm rush not don't love the idea of laying minus 150 but i do favor them a little bit i lean to the kings maybe i take a chance that they can win this uh in regulation although you look at series history and one of their last two victories in la was in overtime so uh, maybe I'll bite the bullet and take, take LA here. Minus, there are some 150s out there, by the way. Bet online as a minus 150 uh, on LA. I feel like this is kind of one of those spots where I might just bite the bullet, lay the bigger uh, price, minus 150, with the full game money line and go with that. I do feel they win this game. Calgary a little Jekyll and Hyde, although they've won three in a row against Tampa and Florida at home. Anaheim on the road. This is going to be a little bit more difficult. Let's be real, too. On the road against the better competition, Calgary had a chance to test themselves, and yes, they were competitive. Yes, they were close games, but they were on the losing end of Colorado, Vegas, and Minnesota on the road three straight earlier this month.
1: So they should have won all three of those. They should. They played well. I'll
3: <laughs> give you that as a Flames fan. I know you're not just speaking as a fan. They did play well enough. Maybe not all think, three, but
1: I think what did they? They burned that Colorado game, but you could yep. see that coming. The Colorado was just coming and coming, and so you kind of felt that, and then. Yeah, I think the Vegas in overtime too, is a little bit of a tough one, but I don't yeah. know, man. Markstrom breaks his finger and comes back and plays two and good games. So he's been great. That's to. He's been phenomenal. Yeah.
3: A couple of games since he's been back, if, but him for and Talbot me,
1: betting on the Flames, it's always I wait till in live, man. They get scored on so much early. If they don't get scored on in the first 10, that's when I kind of get on their side, honestly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, this is one of their, uh, Talbot's former teams as well. He's been with yep. many. And Calgary was one of them. So, yeah, I'll take the Kings here, minus 150. What do you
0: think here, Alex? Flames Kings. I like I like this first period over. I'm looking just back at the history. Five and one, the last six oh. uh, to the first period over. So, just is just $1. twenty-five at that online. That's the only thing I'm going to roll with here. <coughs> you know, Calgary has, you know, back in the day, it's funny you talk about the series history, but Calgary used to give the Kings fits. These two teams actually kind of played each other pretty tough for years and years and then that rivalry just kind of died down a little bit in recent time but uh, we have seen calgary you know play fairly well against la three of the last five meetings they've gotten win, uh, victories in so i would you know kind of maybe tread lightly on a side here i wouldn't even look at a draw i'm just gonna keep this uh, simple simple the first period over uh anything a dollar 30 or better i would go on and play that first period over one and a half
3: all right a strong recommendation for alex your first period over uh with the uh, flames and the kings All right. Homer, here you go, Zach. Here's your chance. Flames. I would love to tell us why Calgary will roll tonight.
1: I don't know if they'll roll, but I would love to see them win. It would give me a little bit more confidence that maybe they're heading in a bit better of a direction. You know, this is where teams really need to start figuring it out and what they want to do from an organizational standpoint, and you know that obviously trickles down onto the players. You'd be dumb to think it doesn't. But, you know, Vegas, or no, sorry, Vegas, LA has been scoring at a pretty high rate this year. I think they're in the top 10 for scoring for sure. I don't know exactly what they're at. and I think defensively, they're right at the top. So it'll be an interesting game. Markstrom's coming off the donut. So like, it's just, I don't know, man. I obviously as a, I'm a big flames guy, so I'm not going to bet on the game, but. I just hope that it's a good game and I'd love obviously to see Calgary win because, you know, I just want to see them ahead of Edmonton. I don't give a rat's ass about anything else. As long as they're ahead of Edmonton for as long as we can throughout the season, I'll be happy because I know that's probably going to twist eventually here. But so I hope it's a good game. I hope Markstrom can, you know, keep playing well. That would be a great story. If he could just catch fire and, you know, be back to that type of Calgary hockey where they're winning two, one, three, one games every night. And all of a sudden they've won, you know, six, seven or eight in a row. But, I don't know if it's possible. I'd like to see Huberto play some actual hockey. Uh, I was watching the Flames podcast this morning and I think over the last 10 games he's like statistically like the worst on the team, like worst plus minus, like shot attempts, everything. So, yeah, you know, it's, that's it's been ugly. something that's it's just ugly and I think he's lost like his
3: pa- not passion, but he's lost his, you know, his joy a little bit in playing. I really think there's I, I little- think he's like
1: content with being bad. And like, that's a bad thing for anyone that's, you know, whether you're in life. Like, so it's just, I think he's just content with it. I don't know, which is crazy to me. And like, you know, obviously, like, you give him the benefit of the doubt last year, you know, traded kind of blindsided, you know, they didn't re sign him, this and that. You know, they're probably laughing in Florida right now, but it's, you know, it was hard on him that year, you know, Daryl's this, Daryl that, you know, playing on the right wing, this, you know, everything's this year, they did everything that he needed in a sense, you know, and it just, he hasn't really held up his end. So it's disappointing like, as a fan for sure.
3: 10 games without a point now for Huberto 10 straight without a point. And well, like, you now, just did the six, six shots the other night against Anaheim, but nothing when nothing's going in for him. Right? some
1: doesn't of happen. the plays that he makes though, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. Like we don't have bark off on the ice, dude. So you <laughs> <Right>. can't like <laughs> don't have a bark off, you know, or this and that. You got to, I don't know. And like, Another guy that's been a little bit disappointing, he got on the board last game, but was, is Lindholm, you know, in a contract. Yeah, he I He really yeah. seemed to be, you know, I know he lost his, you know, Goudreau and Kachuk, but it's been a year and a bit now. You're, you want to play for, like, how many guys are, like, you know, he's kind of losing the value for Calgary if they trade him at the trade deadline. And then for himself, like, Is he going to just be a rental and then sign a fresh contract after that? Like, is that what he's banking on? Hoping that he goes to a winning team and then, you know, he picks it up. He's a point per game guy, long playoff run. And then someone signs him for that 8 million. But right now he's, he's at a $6 million player tops, in my opinion.
3: Well, there is still a um, whole second half.
1: I know there is though. Absolutely. But it'll, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where the flames go in the second half of the year, you know, like, there's been talks all year about Tanev, you know, getting out of there. They train him to a contender, yeah. you know. So when you start to see those pieces and, like, the Zadorov thing was, in my opinion, a little early. Like, not, like, for the flame side, but just in general for, like, where they were at and what they got. So I thought maybe they could have waited a little bit longer on him, maybe get a little bit more down the road or, you know, tag him along with someone else. But who knows what they're up to. I'm a, I'm a Craig Conroy fan, so I trust him a bit and it's going to take some time in Calgary, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and
3: that's what you're. The, that's the only thing you can hold on hope to right now about Huberto. If you're a Calgary fan, is that the, he's got the second half ahead, that hopefully he can find something to get things turned around right now. But like, I don't know what if, it's going to be. If, but
1: if Calgary gets into that selling point where you know no. Huberto is essentially your best star, not that he's playing to that level, like and there really isn't anyone to play with, like it's it's going to go the it's going to go worse in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like if Lindholm ends up getting dish, you know, we're, we're sellers and the young guys start taking over Zari and uh, I can't remember the other fellow's name. And if Patelli or what's his name, Jacob, his shoulders and I can't ever remember his last name. Jacob Yeah. yeah, yeah there there him. He was going to so, be you know I think, I mean? a nice factor
3: so, like, for them this year. Yeah. He yeah getting so, injured in three season was not good.
1: Yeah. That was a bummer. But yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried for Huber. Like, I, I, like it's, it's going to have to get to the point where you're going to have to buy him out.
3: Yeah, there's some truth to that. Yeah, it, 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 if it gets that bad again, you gotta hope you get something out of the fucking Well, it,
1: right honestly it is that season. bad right had, now. It, to it depends it. if it's gonna be that bad. How long is it gonna be this bad? You right. know, is he gonna figure it out? But that's I what I'm I was that, that that saying. That's what I was
0: saying in the bad. chat. I think Huberto once he does eventually get moved, and at some point, as the years come off, right, that that contract looks a little bit better and better because you're gonna be trying to move it, and you'll have you know you'll have to eat some of the salary. But I think he'll rebound when he gets moved, whereas as opposed to looking right. at on the flip side, a guy like a Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, he'll be one of the oh, most Jesus. expensive bottom six forwards in the league for the majority of his deal. So I think yeah. that's the difference between those two. Huberdeau, I think it's just, yeah, the, the, the spot doesn't fit. He'll go somewhere else, and he'll at least rebound a little bit to what we saw in Florida. I don't think he's going to be a, all of a sudden a superstar out of nowhere. But with, I in comparison to PLD's deal, I think PLD, yeah, you spend a bunch of money for a guy who's going to be a, a solid, solid third and fourth line guy give you yeah. about 10 or 15 goals, be better uh, defensively than Huberto do, you know, better face off work, but it's still not going to be what you were expecting when you had that kind of a deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So Huberto just needs to have one half decent year, you know, a little like close to a point per game again. Like right. that's all he needs maybe to get his confidence back by like, If I'm on the flames side of that, like and where the flames are probably gonna be at in the next few years, I don't think they're gonna be crazy, crazy competitive. If he does have a year like that, I think you got to jump on trying to move him. With the salary cap going up, you know, in the next years, you know, a deal might look a little bit more appealing to some teams. I definitely think they'll probably have to retain some money, but they'll probably be in the position where they can do that too. So
3: decisions, decisions to be made. And it's a lot of it again is gonna come down to how he plays better, if he can play better in the second half. More And um, Byfield, or primary prop looks for me for the Kings. And I would go back to the well with the Sharon (coughs) Govich-Coleman tandem for Calgary. Uh, Obviously, we've been betting their props a lot. I'm not ready to abandon ship on Igor after a little two-game slump here. Keep in mind, that was just a low-event game against Anaheim. It might be a little bit different tonight. All right, San Jose-Vancouver, our final game before Christmas here uh, on this Saturday a uh, show San Jose, Vancouver Canucks minus 310 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. We were talking about it last time San Jose played, recapping the last game against uh, Arizona, you know, the 5-2 loss. They've remembered they're the San Jose Sharks. They've remembered they're one of the worst teams in the NHL the last few games. They've lost four in a row. You know, they had that uh, wild road trip where they had comeback wins and they were competitive. The last three games they've lost cumulatively on the scoreboard. 15 to five so back to the old san jose sharks here and if anything here if i'm rick talkett and the canucks i don't know if they're taking the sharks lightly this time i I don't think they will after losing an ot against dallas and you factor in the last time they played san jose end of november san jose beat them four to three uh last november uh the sharks got the better the canucks had owned san jose like they had won like nine or ten straight over San Jose until that last meeting on November the 25th when San Jose finally snapped the uh, losing streak to the Canucks and beat them four to three. So um, I, you got obviously the much better team that's not, in my opinion, final game before the break, maybe not going to half the Sharks here. So I'm going to be- make the same bet I made with uh, against San Jose the other night, and that's team total for the opponent. So give me uh, over three and a half here. For the, uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. Now it's minus 150 at pinnacle, not the best price. You could go bump that up to over four at plus money at BetMGM if you prefer, but I'll lay the wood over three and a half here, minus 150 for Vancouver team total uh, in this one. Alex, uh, Sharks and Canucks.
0: It's a pass, and if, if, if San Jose was playing a weaker team, I'd probably just take a shot with the Sharks' money line. Uh, but this, this game, anything could happen here. And, and I feel like if I were to take yep. Vancouver team total, then this game would be, you know, Canucks win 2-1, if I take Sharks, <laughs> plus they lose They lose 8-3, to three. so yep. it's a pass.
3: All right, it's a pass for Alex here. Uh, Zach, San Jose, Vancouver.
1: Yeah, I'll probably be leaning towards the pass, too, to be honest. I haven't really bet at all this year with the Sharks involved, especially after the last week when they had those weird comeback games and this and that, so... You know, it's kind of been cool to see Vancouver be successful, especially living out BC. You know, you're hearing about it a lot, and it's nice to see some of the guys that struggled there in the past being really successful. You know, like Brock Besser is having an unreal year. You know, he was talked about being traded, this and that. I know he went through some troubles when his dad passed away, and that really took a toll on him. But, you know, I'm I'm liking the Canucks here for sure. I don't know if the over is going to hit or not, you know, so I'm just staying away. But it's nice to see the Canucks at the top.
3: Eight and two off a loss for the Vancouver Canucks this year. I went back and looked. Yeah, eight and two off a loss. They are. Um, so uh, obviously, you're not going to leave minus it's three. Kind of a 10. tough loss, too. Didn't they
1: go like up? To they went up yep. like yep. late, and then Dallas came down, scored right away, and, and tied. tied it.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That was a tough yeah. one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think they want to go into the. Christmas break, uh, that's going to feel like you got coal in your stocking. You go into the Christmas break losing at home to San Jose and losing two straight to San Jose as well because they lost to them last time late in uh, November. So, yeah uh, no doubt. um So, right, uh, to uh, but like I said, a bit total on the spread though, if
1: you're going to take yeah. the Canucks, minus 310 yeah. is no value there.
3: Exactly. You got to look puck line or team total with Vancouver, yeah. no doubt. <clears throat> All right, there you go. That is the Saturday card. We appreciate it. Long show as we expected here. This final show before the break. Hit the like. 276 live viewers. We can't thank you enough. appreciate it. Hit the like button. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Just $10 a month. Now's the time to sign up. The daily card player props posted every day there. (coughs) Usually 15 to 30 minutes before the nighttime puck drop. Uh, Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings. All kinds of bonus content in the new year. Bonus shows, bonus videos, bonus impromptu live betcasts coming your way for patreon members in the new year so sign up right now ten dollars a month patreon.com slash ice guys uh ten dollars a month and check out the store as well iceguys.myspreadshop.com
0: yeah we got tons of new merch and uh and things inside of the ice guys store at iceguys.myspreadshop.com so check that out as well also check out our limited edition store that link is uh posted on our x page at the underscore ice guys So check that out, that and along with uh, ice guys at myspreadshop.com.
3: All right. It is time for bargain bin special of the night. Alex hitting his with Donato's pizza last night. Ryan Donato uh, getting the uh, job done. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you once again. A bargain bin special. What are you liking?
0: Yeah, and I tweeted it out too because it's going to be going in about five or six minutes. But I am going with Thomas Harley. Uh, I got plus 500 for him to score a goal. He's the only defenseman I haven't really grabbed in this bargain bin run right now. So we're going to take a shot with him. I think he gets a goal here too. Uh, Also, if you're listening to this and you can't get Harley, obviously, later on in the evening, Jake Neighbors is the other uh, player that I like. Not bargain bin qualification, but like I said, just to give you guys something for the later evening people who are listening to this on the podcast.
3: double dip of a... Bargain bin specials there for Alex. Uh Zach, have you got anything in your in mind for a bargain bin special of the night?
1: I'm kind of leaning towards what you're saying about Matt Duchesne. Maybe two points for him at plus four hundred. They had two points in the last game that they had. Dallas he's been having a good year. Yep. Dallas seems to be successful in Nashville old team. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with that.
0: I like, like it. steal uh, that a, one.
1: <laughs> I can't uh, think no, of you're anything. You're not stealing anything. Right. It wasn't my
3: bargain bin special, so trust me, you're not. Uh, it is. It's, <laughs> well, it's, I'm it's a there there. Yep, but it's not a uh, bargain bin special. Uh, that is a good look, though. I agree with that. I think it's definitely uh, worth a look there with uh, Matt Duchesne uh, back to Nashville, uh, wanting to make an impact. A uh, bargain bin special of the night for me uh, in this one. There's a, a lot of interesting choices here uh, when you look at it. Uh, here, too in this uh, up. Um but um, you know what? I, I think as far as uh, tonight's uh, games, I'm looking at the, uh, the uh, opportunities here that are presented uh, and um, uh, there's a couple that I'm going back and forth between here as far as the uh, bargain bin, but let me see what the uh, price is for uh, him tonight in this game uh, against uh, the um, Rangers. I think he will fit the bargain bin criteria. Uh, yes, he will. Absolutely, he will. Plus 400 at FanDuel. Jack Quinn, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I like it. He got uh, his first goal back from injury against uh, Toronto. Um, and I think he's got the chance to find the back of the net tonight as well. Jack Quinn, plus 400, Buffalo Sabres for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bet time to wrap it up. Our final show before the Christmas break. Alex, what do you like for best bet?
0: Yeah, we're going with a, of course, a draw play. We're going uh, with the Islanders and in Carolina. We got plus 360 on the regulation draw I mean, uh, the Thailanders have just been uh, something to watch in the last couple of weeks. It's just been a lot of fun. Super flair from the dramatic. And they've been playing some close games with the Carolina as well. So we're hoping draw Island can cash once again, plus 360. We're going Carolina and the New York Islanders. Regulation draw. That is my best bet before the Christmas break.
3: There it is. That is the draw. Hurricanes Islanders. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Zach, what do you got for best bet?
1: I think the best bet of the night's first period puck line for the Leafs. I think they're going to come out hot. I'm at plus 135 on bet 365. I think that's going to happen tonight.
3: And I concur with that. I think it's a good look. If they don't show up in the first 20 tonight, when are they going to show up? Leafs minus a half plus 135. First period puck line against the Blue Jackets. uh, Best bet for Zach Urban. And my best bet, Ian Claus, Bobano Claus. It's the most obvious over on the board, but I love it. Detroit, New Jersey. You do have to lay a price, but there are, is 140 at FanDuel, or sorry, 140 at points bet, 148 at FanDuel for over six and a half. Grab that. If you don't like the price, you can wait to bet it live, but we'll go with Red Wings, Devils, over six and a half uh, for my best bet for this Saturday card. That's a wrap. We are out for the Christmas break. Shout out to everyone. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, we are back on Wednesday, December 27th, 2 p.m. Eastern with our first show back from the christmas break here on the ice guys make sure you tune in for that reminder the ice guys is live monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern and if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms for zach urban or a guest on saturdays alex b smith i'm ian cameron ian claus bobano claus uh (laughs) enjoy the saturday card uh, and have a great christmas season enjoy the games and good luck we will be back on wednesday of course following the christmas break with our next edition of the ice guys merry christmas to all all, good night